Coming to you from the mountains and the plains. The only conservative voices brave enough to push back. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Altman. That's what the Second Amendment was designed to do. If you're going to do something to, to nullify or take away my rights under the Constitution, come get it. Max McGuire. When you look at politicians on the left, um, they need to convince people that they are victims. A resistance to the resistance. And now your hosts, Joe Altman and Max McGuire. And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Hopefully this stream works. I'm not seeing us on Facebook, Evan. Are we on Facebook? Yes, we are. I see it on my screen. Okay, so we're on Facebook. We're good to go. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. And our special guest today is Katie Hopkins. Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. And this so is going to be a very, a... yeah, this is going to be a lightning rod show. <laughs> Joe has already got a flavor of the Hopkins Ooh. in the studio. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The boys are slightly uh, uh... scared. Evan's terrified. Evan is our, our fill-in producer for today. Josh is not feeling well, so Evan is filling in today. Evan was a little terrified during the pre-show banter. Um, Evan, I am not seeing the YouTube video. Uh, the, sorry, the Facebook video. Where are yes. you streaming that to? Yeah, it's not on I've, Facebook. I've got it up on my screen right here, Conservative Daily. Yeah, it's not It's not doing it to Facebook. It's not. Let's not, see if we can just going. add in Facebook. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not live. You have to hit the go live button, I guess. On it. Yeah, you have to hit the go live button. Are we good? So Evan's going to try and figure that out. Hit the go live button, Evan. Um, Katie, did. you are a p political commentator. <laughs> is that is that a good way, a good thing to call you? You're many things. I'm, Hated by the British left. Yeah, yeah. I'm known as the biggest bitch in Britain. I think Evan's getting a sense <laughs> of that right here in studio. I think there's also a really well-known joke, boys, isn't there? Like, how many electricians does it take to change a light bulb? Or how many American boys does it take to get one podcast up and running? I mean, that's yeah, the one I'm throwing out to the audience today. I think one female probably should have got it sorted a lot quicker. I, well, well, hey, I we think, could... you know what we're missing? We're missing Another the female? capitalism and greed. We're Can missing I also the say something else, uh, Max? I hear the reference to Boris, the potato in a wig. Um, <laughs> I love the way that you're um, that you boys are introduced. Like you're like international movie sensations, yeah, Max yeah. McGuire and Joe yeah. Altman. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You really hit yeah. Hollywood. Well done. Well, that's our that's our producer. That's our producer Josh, who is wow. he has a voice for radio. He also yeah. conveniently has a face for radio as well. He absolutely but his voice, has a face for radio. He has a, he has a great voice for radio so uh he does voiceovers and the like so we had him do uh, a hollywood kind of trailer intro that. for us i got it um so political commentator entrepreneur why don't you tell the <laughs> our viewers exactly who you are because not everyone probably watched the the british version of the apprentice not everyone is probably up to date on british politics so tell Max, our audience you who you infer are. that the world doesn't know who i am is that the inference that's at work here well only well, those i that mean are respectfully the sun now does set on the british empire so not everyone is is completely in tune with with british politics Fair so why don't you just tell our audience exactly who you are but, but, um and and what you're all about but before you do that I, I just want everybody to know that that katie is uh 
kind of here illegally. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's like, don't say that. Don't I, say that. I no. seriously no, really. wondered what you were going to say just then. I was like, where is he going with this? Oh, like, I could go real. Yeah, I yeah, go I know. Places I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Since I walked into another conversation, where I was like, wait, what? There was some strange <laughs> yeah, conversations yeah. before we went live. I think that's why the producer was a little shaken up. There was a mention of my female genitalia, which we're definitely not mentioning on Conservative <laughs> no, no, Daily because it would be absolutely inappropriate to this, that. Uh, but just in case absolutely. there's someone who doesn't know who I am, and given that I didn't get the benefit of Katie Hopkins uh, as an introduction, <laughs> I'm known as the biggest bitch in Britain because I speak my mind, I don't hold back. I am a staunch conservative. I describe myself as a straight, white, Christian, uh, female, uh, conservative mother, married um, with three children. And I make the point about being straight because for quite a long time there, as people will see from photos, if they happen to be looking, I had short hair and people used to mistake me for a lesbian because for Americans, it's very, very confusing. If you're a woman with short hair, you must therefore be a lesbian, which is fine. I just like to point out that I'm not. <laughs> It's good to point well, that let's, out. Let the, let the record state that she is not. Um, yeah, so you've gotten in a lot of, of tussles. You're kind of public enemy number one <laughs> in Britain yeah. when it comes to conservative politics. People, you're, you're banned from Twitter. Um, you got That's kicked off the fine. radio. I, I, was just, I was just reading through your bio, and it's, it's like a, a greatest hits of cancel culture. Yes, and um, cancel, cancel and culture, Max, I have to correct you on many, many things, your facial hair, the way you dress, but also the word cancel fine. culture uh, is a misnomer because cancel suggests something polite, doesn't it? I, I politely cancel my subscription to the gym like you obviously did a long time ago. I politely <laughs> ah. cancel uh, my cable. Uh, it's not that you get politely canceled. Someone takes a hand grenade and they chuck it in your life and they hope to detonate yeah. everything that you are and everything that you do. And, and that's essentially what happened for me. They took my Every job I had, they took, uh, they come for my kids and say that I sexually abused my children. They took my home and a couple of jihadis came to chop my head off, but I get to live another day. So that's my brief backstory. That, that's so all. you're here in the United that's States. It. That's it. Yeah, that, that's all. Just casually, that's all. Um, so you're here in the United States. You're not supposed to be here. No, is, I'm not Boris, allowed. Is Boris going to give you a wag of the finger when you get back ooh, or what's going to happen to you? Golly, how powerful would that be? The potato in the wig <laughs> wagging his finger at me. Oh, what on earth would I do? No, I was drawn here just by the you know sexual attraction that I feel towards Joe, um, which was very, very strong indeed. And then I was also drawn here because I'm not allowed to be here. And when you're not allowed, <laughs> he's gone. Um, when you're not allowed to do something, that's enough for Katie Hopkins to turn up. So it's illegal to be more than seven miles from your home address in the UK. It's illegal to leave the country in the UK. You get a £5,000 fine if you leave the country. And British people are currently banned from the United States of America because we're so contagious that we could kill people just by looking at them. Oh my gosh, I'm dead. Surprising. Well, I, th I thought you were going to say that you were drawn to the sheen of the top of Joe's head, almost like a moth <laughs> to the flame. That, that too. Ooh. Hey, why not? Let's put it all out there. All at the same time. <laughs> so I'm illegal. I'm an illegal immigrant in America. So by rights, I should be loved by Joe Biden. A hundred percent. But I also think that uh, since you're here illegally, there there are beds available for you that Biden just announced on his on his. How head. many? Is there five thousand? Five thousand. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And the thing yeah. that really grips me. I nearly swore and then I didn't. So 
star for me, uh, <laughs> is that Max and Joe, I was promised loads of things as an Ill illegal. Like yeah. I was told I would get mm -hmm. free healthcare. Yeah, free healthcare. I was told I'd get free home, free food. Yes. I haven't received yeah. anything. Where is it? Uh, hey, can you hit someone up? It's get in the mail. a candy bar. Get Katie a candy bar somewhere, well, please. Uh, Not I, even I know that it, Nothing. <laughs> you might be the only illegal alien that Joe Biden actually wants to deport. <laughs> if if he can if he can stay awake long enough to receive the news. Oh, love um, his heart. I've spent time down on your borders <laughs> at McAllen and with ranchers, and as much as we joke, their lives are made a living hell oh. uh, by these people. You know that I met a guy who sleeps in his truck with his weapon on his lap because he has people going across his property and threatening his life. And that's the stuff yeah. that Joe Biden, Kamala can't be asked or think is funny uh, that they don't need to go and see. Well, where they stopped the border wall construction, I was reading about one rancher. They just stopped it right on his ranch. So there's now a, a gap in the wall yeah, where everyone's just coming across onto his land. Yeah, and, and they, like, well, and they go to his door now. They go to his door <laughs> yeah. and they intimidate him um, because they want him gone. They want him off to make more of a space so they could get through. That's the reality of your border. And of course, the Catholic charities are in on the action because they get a dollar price per head for everybody they process through. Think yeah, about that. It's, uh, I mean, let, let's it's a racket. Let that, let, let, let's let that sink in a little bit. That the economics, you follow the money, you can actually figure out why they're doing the things oh, they're doing. Oh, a hundred percent. And right? no, no criticism directly of the church or anything, but any of these I'll charities who are helping to process these illegals put for a dollar price per head, which is what they're doing, um, are part of the racket that is being imposed on the American taxpayer. And I stood outside the Catholic Charities Commission in McAllen, and I watched Border Force deliver van loads of illegals straight to the charity's door. That is the systematic trafficking of humans, but it's yeah. all above board in America. Yeah, no, I'm, here in Texas, it, we've, we can already notice it. Right. Yeah. I, I joke that I go to Home Depot and there are noticeably more illegal aliens looking for work, like noticeably than just a couple weeks ago. It's triple, quadruple the number of people who are just staying there looking for work. Um, you'd go to the bus stations, you drive by the bus stations, they're packed at a time when before this they were empty because no one was taking Greyhound buses around. I mean, you obviously could, but Grey Greyhound was reducing their schedules, just like the, the airlines were reducing their schedules. And now the bus terminals are completely packed. Yeah. So there, there's lots of changes that we're even seeing here. It's going to be interesting to see whether they stay in Texas or whether they go to other states. Well, um, I think the plan is the to, to move them. You know, they, they bust yeah. them en masse. You know, that's going to be the next thing is they will work out where the this happened. I'm, I'm, the reason I say it is it's the playbook that was used in the UK. Find the cheapest hotels that are run down and shut. The state buys them up and the state pays a dollar amount per head for every refugee that they have in that hotel. And you have hotels that used to be on TripAdvisor that are now just refugee hostels. That's coming to a town or city near you in America. And, and, and I've, done, I've done extensive traveling across the world. And I, I often say that this is what, that, that they, they perfected this overseas. Oh. They perfected this in Europe. They, they perfected this in the, in the regions. And, and frankly, in your hometown, oh, yeah. it, it is, there are places you can't go. Oh, absolutely. There, there are places you can, that you can't go and they're not citizens. No. 
These are illegals that are trafficked into our country for a dollar price per head, or in my case, euros per head. And the hoteliers that then give their hotels to the state get a euro price per head, dollar per head. So they're happy. And then, of course, they have access to all the benefits that go with it. And then what happens is we have migrants, which you'll see here, blocking the roads, uh, prohibiting mm -hmm. other people going about their business because their food wasn't hot enough or their Wi-Fi isn't fast enough or their rice was too sloppy. That was the excuse in Italy when I was there. The rice wasn't cooked correctly, so they blocked the highway. That's and, what's coming. We had, it is coming. We, we, we have we to had, become. We had a woman like that. We had an illegal alien woman like that. She must have been like 300 pounds and she complained that the food wasn't good enough. So she she climbed the border fence <laughs> and flopped over. And and a week later was seen at a restaurant in the United States. So we joke, but it, it we're we're experiencing the That's same a thing. That's right there in itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna see if I can get a picture of her because it's it, the story writes itself. But oftentimes, I like to whenever I talk about the UK, I wish the UK would learn from us in in terms of freedom, in terms of liberty. But I also wish we would learn from the UK because a lot of the things that we're experiencing in this country, you guys are going through. Right. So we and can't just through. claim ignorance yeah. like we don't know what's going to happen. That's so, that's so true, Max. And it's the reason I've been on the road in America, you know, for ten years or so. Not not constantly on the road, but more or less. I've been here asking, begging asking conservatives, Christians, anybody who wants the best for each other not to become like us. Do not become like Britain. Do not fall as we have fallen. And believe me, it gives me no pleasure to say that. You know, I, I'm a patriot. I signed up to the British military. I went through the Royal Military Academy, Sandhurst, which is like West Point, you know, but just better. And um, <laughs> I uh, signed up for a 35-year regular commission. I love my country but I'm still imploring Americans not to be like us. They're taking everything, Joe's exactly right, they sort of suitcased it up once they got it to work here perfectly, and they brought it right over here, and you're seeing that with the blooming buses at the border with the ridiculous Biden T-shirts, let me in, would you please? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's gonna take it's gonna take Americans actually standing up because the America lasts, American lives don't matter. And, and just like British lives don't matter, they don't matter. It's the refugees, they, their lives matter more than British lives. So as people in Britain are being terrorized, as these, uh, I'm sorry, but th there's jihadis, there's uh, Muslim extremists. And I'm not saying all Muslims are bad. No, no, no. That's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is that they mulled in under one pretense and then created something completely different. So they opened up Pandora, Pandora's mm. box. They opened up this Trojan horse. And now you're being forced to live with it. And in the U.S., we're facing the same problems. You are. And, and, and we can't talk about it. And in Britain, by the way, you can't talk about it because they'll arrest you for it. Of course. And I have been um, arrested. Yeah. I've been inter uh, interviewed by the major crime and homicide command of the Metropolitan Police for a column yeah. in a newspaper. Uh, because when truth is hate speech, then speaking becomes an arrestable offense. And that's yeah. very true for myself. Um, but yeah, you certainly see those patterns being repeated. I've just spent a lot of time in Minneapolis and you see how they took the model of London, create a densely packed Muslim population that votes according to its religion. And then you're going to have Keith Ellison passing the baton to Ilhan Omar and power will never leave the Muslim leader because it's done according to religion. It is 100%. And she has been sanctioned. And so uh -huh. all, of the, all of the election fraud that that may have happened around her. We'll just talk about their suspicions there. I have to say that because obviously on, on certain channels, we face the same problem here with censorship. Um, and, I, and I'm, by the way, I've been kicked off of, of Twitter. I've been 
Uh, yeah. Have you still got PayPal? It, it, it's, I, I, well, we have our own payment processing center, oh. so we, we don't need PayPal. Yeah. Um, but the, it's a full-time job trying to get our YouTube channel back up after Joe talks. I about get things. It. it. I get it. Well, once you get it, go up, but yeah. yeah. So what, when Trump retweeted me, <laughs> they took my PayPal. When Trump tweeted me again, they took my actual bank account. So it's like, it's like watching things disappear they took, from they under took you. your bank account. Yeah. That, that I've had since for, I was 14. Like for like, yeah, for, for, for tweet from president Trump. <laughs> So are you going to get in trouble for, for talking on our show? Can they get you? For oh, what I hope you do so. I hope so. I yeah. hope they spank me really hard because one of the glorious things about um, not really having anything is that you become so free. You know, I am as free as I can possibly be. And that's um, very glorious. And it allows me to do all of these great things. It's allowed me to just be in Mexico for 20 days to cleanse myself, to beat the system, to make it here to this country. And I'm now going to be on tour for three months. And my my absolute purpose is to remind our side, the side of wanting the best for each other, that we are the side to be on and that we are the yeah. side of joy. And the thing we have that they don't have, never will have, well, not only are we better looking and have guns, but we also have a sense <laughs> of humor. And you yes. can't, that, that's yes. what we have. And that's why our side is always the side of joy. And that's an amazing thing. And we don't talk about it enough. Yeah. Well, and the, yeah, the we, other, yeah. And I will tell you, and you, you, you didn't see yesterday, but yesterday I got were pretty you funny. No, I was not funny. I was fired up actually. Oop, no. I was fired up in a big way. I tried way. to be funny. Yeah, I tried and, to be funny. It I, didn't work. I, I actually got fired up over the fact that People are not waking up fast enough and we're not willing to actually use force to take back our country. And I don't mean that we rise up and it becomes a violent deal, but at some point we've got to be willing to stand up and, and sacrifice things. Like you're sacrificing a lot. <laughs> I know I'm sacrificing a lot. I have security on me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, uh, I'm Eric Coomer and Dominion's favorite person. They love me um, because I brought stuff to the forefront that they didn't want to talk about that they say, oh, it's all fake news. We talk about what happened in the election. They say it's fake news. They, they have fact checkers and they've developed this entire thing. And so I've had to sacrifice a lot. I had to step down as a CEO of my company. Um, and I'm, and, and frankly, I'm okay. I'm okay. They are attacking me, but you have to pay for it. Would but you okay. not say though, it can also be, cause I, I get that there's, we have a, a front facing that is pretty tough and hard, right? Yeah. That yeah. we go this and this and this and this, but there is also a side to it that is lonely. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's very lonely. Like there's times well, I'll you're, you're out there. Max, quiet. Um, there's times where you're on your <laughs> own, right? You know, with it. Yes. Oh, you yeah. carry that yourself yeah. or you and, and you and your family. It's a huge burden. Yeah. So I just think it's important to put that across because we probably are quite, you know, out there people. But yeah. behind the scenes, sometimes it does get lonely. It does. I would say that it gets very lonely. There's, there's so much that and, and frankly, I'm not an emotional person when it comes to putting it out there. I'm like, look, I'm just going to rub some dirt in and get back to doing what I do and understand what I have to stand up for as a person. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it, it becomes a, hey, this is the hill to die on. This is something for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. And I, I recognize that it's not the most popular thing. People are going to hate me. They're going to want to kill mm -hmm. me. They're going to want to do those things to me. Um, but other people are go, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. Yeah. And they're like, really? And I'm like, well, sometimes. Sometimes I'm going <laughs> to say I'm doing great and yeah. wait for the rest of me to catch up, yes. right? Yes. That's also yeah. what we do. I yeah. think a lot of what I would want to ask you is whether, because I, I have a firm belief about this, about would you choose to have lived at any other time in your life? Like your life being now, I, you see, I believe that this is absolutely the time to be alive. Yeah. 
I, I believe that I've always been up for the challenge. I love winning, right? And winning in this case is restoring order to not just the United States, but across the globe. And we can become that catalyst here and become that kind of that symbol. And right now the opposite is true. So we have people in other countries that are starting to stand up. They stood up during the pandemic and said, hey guys, I don't want to wear a mask. We saw that more happen in Europe because they've been, they've been going through it for longer. So there is an awakening that's happening mm -hmm. across the globe. We just have to make sure it happens faster here because if the U.S. falls, the world falls. The world falls. And we look to you absolutely for yeah. hope. But I would also say that there's a way that a systematic way, as we know, that people have been made to feel more isolated and alone than ever before. And I think yeah. one of the really important messages that you're doing a brilliant job of is allowing people, even in your comments section or on the work that you're doing, allowing people to realize they're not alone. What they believe is not nonsense. It's actually a lot of truth. Right. And that we, you know, my message from a, the European perspective, or certainly the UK, is we're with you as well. Like we're applauding you last week, a massive demonstration against lockdown. So I feel like the power is building on our side. And, and it's building, but we also have to be have find a way to stay connected that doesn't allow them to weaponize technology and weaponize the media against them because they're actually taking and building bots. Mm. So you'll see all these comments on Joe Biden. Oh, we love you. And it's all in caps. Those are bots. Those are things that they're actually developing. Mm. Nobody actually supports Joe Biden. Nobody supports him. Nobody. I mean, I don't know of anybody that's come out and said, oh, I'm so glad he's in office. No, they don't. He he stands up for and he looks weak to the rest of the world. We look foolish as a country. We we, we look absolutely foolish. We, we we look like we look pathetic. Because other countries look to us and this is the best we have. This is the best we have. And we're more concerned about other people than we are the the people in our own country. And people mm. can see it. It was. I was there for the. I broke into DC for the installation of Biden, and it was. That's a good way to put it. It was an absolute tragedy. I was one of what twenty people probably in DC for that installation, and it was. Um, you know, I was there for Trump's inauguration and the pussy marches the next day, which were just brilliant in in every regard. In every regard, just how ridiculous those women are. You know, feminazi two point where the O stands for Oh my God, is that thing really a woman? And. Um, <laughs> Um, but the installation was just vile, and uh, and I and I feel I I know that decent honourable patriot patriots know that um, Biden isn't your president, you know. So there, as well as it is shaming that you have him, people know that he didn't get there just by just by votes alone. No, no, and and, and we have to we have to be careful on yeah. this because of the of needing to not be taken off everything. And what's really interesting is that while we're actually sitting here talking, everyone is broadcasting that this is a mature audience. So we're actually getting hit with the mature audience. So they're following you around. I just want you to know that all these media companies are like, oh no, please, please don't let Katie talk, please. Oh my gosh, she's going to speak truth. Wait, no, we can't let truth out. We have to. Well, no, no. It's we're, really we're a mature weird. audience. We're a mature audience just preemptively in case we say something that could get us banned. So we don't have to be a mature audience, but on the off chance that yeah. we say something that the censors decide yes. is too mature for that ranking, it's yeah. better just to be the mature audience yes. and get people to click the button than risk getting thrown off because we made a, an adult joke, right? Yes, um, yes, absolutely. So that, that's why that's there. And, and that's more of just a preemptive, a preemptive thing. You talk about loneliness which I, I completely understand it. The other side of this is it's also lonely when you realize that the party that's supposed to be supporting your ideals actually doesn't. I mean, you guys have Boris Johnson and Boris Johnson is no 
American conservative. I don't even know if he would be a no. British conservative. I know I know the words mean different things. We have Trump in office, but even with Trump in office, we have re- Republicans in the Congress that don't want to do anything. Yeah. We have establishment um, bureaucrats who are trying to block it every step of the way. So th- there's a there's a loneliness in that you fight so hard. And just when you finally think you win, when you get Brexit, right, for example, yes. you get Brexit yes. and then you find out that the people who are going to be implementing Brexit are the ones who campaigned against it. And you realize that the whole thing is rigged. So even when you win, you lose. Yeah. Right. So it's completely disheartening. It is disheartening. And I think, um, you know, of all the hurt that's ever come my way, and there's been plenty, and I've caused a lot of it as well. You know, I always think we probably have to acknowledge that we own our um, the things we say. And if we cause offense to other people or people choose to take offense, that's their choice. Right. But I think we have to own the whole gambit of it, right? Like I choose to put myself out there. Not everybody's going to like me. Some people are going to want to chop my head off. I have to accept that as the basic premise for being able to speak in my country and certainly here. I also feel that some of the biggest hurt that I felt personally has always been done to me by my own side. Because I expect it from everyone else. I expect it from my detractors or Democrats or whatever. And that's absolutely fine. They disagree with me, so they want to kill me. Fine. But when the hurt comes from our own side or we let ourselves down or we're divisive internally or you have the RNC competing with the, you know, the Senate guys. And then that's when you start to look and think, guys, please, please get our house in order and let's hold the line. You know, what happened to holding the line? Well, and, and it's funny that you said that because all the work that I've done with, with FEC United and all the things that we've done, um, not just in this state, but to grow across other states, the biggest amount of obstacles that we've come up against Your side. is with the GOP. I mean, they, they actually wrote an article about me and said that I'm a militiaman. I go, that's new. That's the new one. Well, I'm they, 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 it's they, quite they, hot. If he's the, he's not a militiaman, if anything, he'd be the militia leader. I'm like, that's defamatory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I and I and I say to myself, well, if being an American and standing up for American principles and ideas is makes me a militiaman, then then guilty as charged. So I don't look at it as you know, I look at it as a badge of honor that hey, look, they're afraid of me. They're afraid of the things that we're doing as an organization. And I'm gonna continue to speak and speak and speak loudly about the things that are important to us as but Americans. But I think the important point, Joe, is that. That's you, and you're at the pointy end of the spear, and yeah. I totally admire it and everything that FSC is doing. But it does mean that people who are watching you, who are applauding you, maybe who are saying that you're doing a nice job, you need them to help stick around. You need yeah. them to go find someone else to join your platform, right? right. That's the right. job they can do yeah. to help you at the pointy yeah. end of the spear. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, share, hit the share button, guys. Take this, put it everywhere. I forgot to say that. I usually say it. Because people wonder what they ask. People ask me, what can we do to help? That is helping. Get the message out. Yeah. Let the message, let the message ring, right? I mean, and make sure that we have a voice. And I tell people all the time on this show, I tell them all the time, look, courage is more infectious than fear. We have to be willing to stand up. We have to be willing to make those hard decisions. We have to be willing to talk about those things that they want to shut us up. You don't cut the tongue out of someone who's lying. You cut the tongue out of someone who's telling the truth and an inconvenient truth. And so I tell people all the time, make sure that you share, make sure that you're actually talking about the things that are important. Make sure that you're standing up, make sure that you're Civil disobedience is a real thing. Mm, I think so. And I think it goes more um, to the level of the individual as well than that. You know, my thing in the UK, I think because possibly it's even more restrictive, is trying to tell people to know your truths, know why you think them, 
and to remember you're not on your own. Like it can pull back to the level of an individual, right? Yeah. You have to be confident in what you believe. The thing I love about Americans that I can't get in the UK because we're not allowed to defend ourselves with anything greater than a bottle of hand sanitizer is that for every time the Democrats do something wacky, which is pretty much every damn day these days, you go out and buy another weapon. Yeah. And that's a truly yeah. genius thing about Americans that I just adore is that every time they do something weird or they go after a gun grab when some nutter from the Islamist kind of background, although sadly for them, it wasn't a Trump supporter that they hoped for, they go for a gun grab. What you guys go and mm -hmm. do, if you can, even though the shops are sold out, is you go and buy another weapon. That makes me happy for America. Yeah, and yeah. more more ammo. Oh, I need more ammo. I oh, know. That's more what I'm ammo. Yeah. I reckon there yeah. are more reserves of, of guns and ammo in this country than at any time in modern history. Absolutely. Absolutely. And well, they're no, trying to slow if, it down. If you take... If you take the military and the police of the entire world and add it up, civilians in the United States have more small arms. Isn't that uh, hot? That's, that's in the true. words of yeah. Paris Hilton, <laughs> that's hot. 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 <laughs> I would agree with you. That's definitely hot. Yes. And back to sensible conversations so no audience gets offended about being frightfully religious. Um, Boris Johnson, potato in a wig, is not a conservative. He is not anybody that is a patriot. And someone got at him during the COVID crisis and whatever they gave him, whatever they bribed him with, whatever they offered him, a seat at the final table in the new world order, I don't know. But he turned on a dime, he shut down my country and he has crucified an entire nation. Small business owners yeah. are now bankrupt. Nobody has a job and people are being paid to stay at home and be supported and supplicant. Where, where's to the that state. money come from? Uh, the states. What, what we're, but if nobody has a job, golden and, goose and, in the and sky. So, so that's the problem that we're up against is actually every country across the globe is being brought down. Is being brought down. And I think 100%. we're a pilot. We were talking about this on the way here. Yeah. I think our island, Britain, again, is being used as the test case for how yeah. quickly can you collapse a nation, how quickly can you make a population dependent, and how quickly can you take away every single freedom that they have. And I should make the point there that in this, Americans never believe me when I tell them. That this. At eight o'clock on a Thursday evening in the UK, British people were told to stand outside their front door and clap and at clap. the sky mm -hmm. in support of our socialized healthcare system. And they did it. And they did it yeah. for the next week yeah. and the next week. And then the week after that, Mr. Jones next door wanted to show that he was more dutiful than me. So he mm. came out with his trombone to play yeah. as well as clapping at the sky that's what went on in the virtue, uk virtue signaling is that not sinister yeah it is but, but they've actually conditioned people to do that i mean it they're they're turning us into first of all we're all slaves on their their piece of land we're all sharecroppers and we haven't realized yet that the illusion of freedom because it has turned into an illusion it has turned into propaganda They've already stripped us of all these rights and we, we keep thinking well if i could just hold on for one more mm -hmm. minute mm -hmm. it's the same concept as when in the Middle East, you see uh, people that are being held hostage by jihadis, and they cut the head off of the person, but there's no fight. They sit there while they're getting their head cut off. And it's the idea that if I can just get another minute, another hour, another day, right, that they literally are holding on to hope that, well, maybe I could just keep this life for just a little longer. That's exactly so right. By not being able to understand the sacrifices that have been made for generations before us, Right, storming the beaches of Normandy, having to go out and fight Hitler, going against true evil—we haven't recognized it. We haven't recognized it that there is no other, there is no next day. And not only is there not a next day for us, 
There's no next day for our kids, our grandkids, Mm -hmm. and future generations. We have got to stop the infiltration of our countries, and I say countries, not country, but of our countries, and stop this this thing that's happening, this cancer that is growing across not just our society, but every society across America. It's exactly right. And this whole, if I could just get one more day thing, you know, I point the finger quite quite firmly uh, into the faces of political commentators on our side. So many of the people that other conservatives might hold up as someone who's a great advocate for our side, they believe that maybe by pushing, say, Joe away, I can get one more day at Fox News. I can get one more day doing yeah. what my producers told me to do. I can get one more day. You know, it really does reach back into our own side, this this kind of pushing away anyone that might contaminate you with things you're not right. supposed to think. And, and we're taught to be selfish. We're taught to be uh, just for me, just for me, just for me, just for me. Just I got to take care of me. I got to take care of me. Got to take care of me. So if I can, if I can push down somebody else, then I can have another. I can I can take another breath. Yeah. Right. And and that's the wrong mentality. That's that's actually not the mentality that is historically been successful or sustainable. And so we're actually allowing this weakness to, to rule us. But I think on a, on a more joyful note, joyful, uh, joyful always, uh, when I was here for three months on the road before Trump was elected, you know, however you s- interpret that. But when I was here campaigning for Trump with Trump for three months, uh, one of the brilliant things, as we all know, were the MAGA rallies. But I don't mean, you know, with Trump there, I just mean the grassroots MAGA rallies, Beverly Hills. 2,000 people, next week 4,000 people, people bringing their children because it was like a festival. And I always will remember, and it still gets my little hairs on my arms, um, to go up walking down Rodeo Drive and thousands of people all so full of joy. And then obviously there were people in the restaurants there on Rodeo Drive flicking. I won't do the gestures because clearly this is the conservative (laughs) daily, but flicking certain gestures with their hands. But in amongst them, these gentlemen stood up. And that was the moment for me that gets me. Um, They just stood up to let the crowd know they were with the crowd. They weren't with these people being vile and rude. They were with the crowd who wanted the best for each other. And that's really, that's where we don't push each other away. That's where we don't ask for one more day. That's where we stand and say, you know, I'm really standing with you on this. And that was so, what was so refreshing about Trump he, he steps forward and he says the things that we're all thinking, right? That we can't afford to be the, the babysitters of the world's children. Any, no. any child crosses our border, we just have to take care of them until, until they graduate college, right? We, we can't afford this. He, he was the guy who stood forward, stood forward and this was, this was our guy. Who is your guy, your guy or your lady in Britain? Because you mentioned like who's going to pay for all this. It's the state. And the fact that this is being pushed by a conservative government, how far they have fallen from the words of Maggie Thatcher, that the problem with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money and they're just giving out free money. No one has to work. No one has to do anything. We're just going to give you money. This is a conservative government. So who do you have that's going to step forward? Yeah. And and I, I can't, I can't understand it, how this is conservative governance in the UK, just free money. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I believe he was got at. Maybe I'm maybe I'm doing that to He's to, compromised. Yeah, but maybe He's I'm doing that to excuse myself from the fact that I really supported him. Maybe I'm trying to give myself excuses. But, you know, just to explain to you know, anybody that's not familiar with the uh British 
system. I think that's just a little slight uh, audio issue there, but I'm sure it's perfectly fine. We'll just continue in a professional manner. Um, is that in the UK, what's happened is in order to get people to comply and in order under the guise of COVID, and we're all about to die because you're sat next to me, so you're oh going to die gosh. in a minute. Uh, there you go again. Um, is that people have been paid 80% of their wage to stay home. Now, if I'm an employer and I think, oh, I want to keep my business going, I want a business to keep, I'd have to take all of that wage burden on myself at a time when the economy is underperforming massively. Instead, I can hand my employers over to the state, they will pay for all of them, and we can pretend that there's still employment, whereas actually it's a lie. There is yeah. mass unemployment at a level never seen ever in the history of the UK, but it's hidden because these people believe they're employed, whereas in fact they're just being paid by the state and they're unemployed, but they don't know it yet. And I believe we are being used as a test case, and that's what they're trying to bring here. And it shows that payment brings compliance. And and this is the same thing they've done in Africa for a long time, by the way, is just keep you just hungry enough that you're just that next bit of food that they can give you and keep you hungry and keep you poor and keep you out of the purview of wanting opportunity yes. or thinking that opportunity is available. Well, yeah, looking after yourself, if I may yeah. just share a story briefly to get off to my first leg of this uh, illegal journey of mine, I had to do testing at Heathrow Airport. So I scheduled my test like a jolly good girl. I turned up uh, 10 minutes early because I'm from the British military and we turn up on time. And I yeah. went into um, my little cubicle. She, the lady said, right, you go in there with that nurse and have your test. I went in the cubicle, shut the door, and this lady who'd had her full ambulance kit on, the green jumpsuit, everything, she hugged me. I was going to do it to Joe then, but it might be a bit much oh. <laughs> for him to handle. She hugged me really close and took my head and put it in her boobs. And she goes, I love you. What a load of expletive <laughs> this is. That was a testing yeah. lady from the test center who was acknowledging to yeah. me, number one, she gets us. Yeah. She gets all of your viewers. She's with yeah. you. She yeah. needs to keep a roof over her head and her children fed. Right. But she knows this is nonsense. But and an most, and most people do know it's nonsense. Most people do. I believe that the 85 to 90% of the population is being marginalized by a 10% racket. I believe that. And I believe that part of this racism and these isms that have been created is enough to, they're chasing a boogeyman. You can't see what it is, mm. which keeps us guessing on who is the racist, who is the bigot, who is the misogynist, who, who is. And so you look around all the time, like, I wonder if that's, and I find myself doing it. I find myself looking around going, is that a liberal? <laughs> is that one of those leftist people that I just can't stand? I've had this. I've had exactly this experience. I went into, um, what do you call a post office? Post office? Post office. Yeah. Post office. We, call it, we call it post office. We still call it post office. <laughs> what do you call a tomato? No, no, no. What do you call a post office? So we went. I went into a post office to post something, and the guy behind the counter, see, I said counter, we would say desk, yeah. um, had blue hair in a, what do you call those things, mohawk? Yeah. Okay, good. We're doing yeah. language. Yeah. Tra yeah. It's translated, this is basically. Good. It's really it's like, good. It's yeah. perfect. It's like being in Mexico, but... Mm. So he had blue hair, and I was like, oh, it's a Democrat. It's a Democrat. Be nice, but, you know, try not to be... Yeah overtly yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i was being all those things in walks a woman next to me and obviously because of lockdown because of covid because people have gone a bit nasty with the lockdown yeah. she storms in there she's got this thick letter in her hand that thinks something obviously has gone wrong she hasn't had the mail service yeah. she should have had right and she's given it at the, at the cashier and i'm like that is not okay so i 
stop what I was doing with the blue haired gentleman. And I turned to the woman and said, listen, if you're not going to respect the staff of the post office, I'm going to require you to leave. And she left the post office. Yes. At this point, I turned back to the blue haired gentleman. I went, I'm so sorry about that. and pretended to put my mask back on. And he went, actually, yeah. pulled down his mask, put up his visor. I'm with you. I support Trump as well. And that's yeah. when you're like, yes. And we, we, well, that's we what counterculture is. Yeah. Yes. That's what we counterculture is. Counterculture. Yeah. The hippies, people were hippies because yes, they were going us. up against the establishment, exactly. right? So today you cannot be a liberal and be counterculture today no. because the liberals control everything and, and they're and they're the ones destroying culture, destroying speech. If you want to be counterculture, you want to be today's hippie, the next generation coming up, either they're just going to be just going with the flow or if they actually want to resist, you have to be conservative. You mm -hmm. have to be like the Milo Yiannopoulos of the world, right? I mean, That might be extreme, that, that's, that's pretty no, that's extreme. extreme. That's extreme for, that's extreme that, for me. That's I'm going to call that's... you an extremist right there. Right there, my son. Throw you, you don't like that. Milo? Do I know like him? Oh, do not. No, do, do you not you, like, you like him. That? that was such a leftist thing to say. Max, yeah. be careful. It's not about liking or not liking someone. Just because you yeah. disagree with someone's opinion, that is divorced from the fact whether you like. Don't nod. Now you're in the wrong. You can't no, nod when I'm pointing out that you're in the wrong. Like, you can understand <laughs> what I'm saying because I'm speaking your language, but I'm doing it more eloquently than you ever could, Max. Don't well, say I, I don't I, like I Milo lost. just I because I disagree with you... what he's done recently. Don't talk over me either. It's very, very rude to talk over when a lady. Milo, don't. You're still trying to talk. I hear a noise coming out your face, but it has nothing to do with yeah. what I'm saying. Whether I like someone or not is irrelevant. Whether someone likes me or not is irrelevant. Opinions yeah. matter. And what we need is authenticity and truth. I am struggling to navigate Milo's authenticity and truth these days because the That's story true. changes so goddamn fast. I don't need you to tell me whether it's true or not, Max. I have my own truth. I don't Be need careful. you to make it okay for me. Thank you. Be careful I'm or what? I'm going to pull Joe. I might pull Joe. Oh, what? You're going to silence out. me? Are you no, going to walk no, off? Please no. do walk off. I'm fine here with Joe on my own. <laughs> so, so I don't need oh, you, Oh, sorry. Put in your language. Put in your language. I might pull a Piers Morgan. Yeah, please do. Piers please Morgan. leave. I'll just chat here with Joe quite happily. Look, one of the things that I say, and the thing that you just said, is about authenticity. And I think one of the things that, you know, I, I had to go and do a uh, live video last night because I was bothered that yesterday I just walked off. And I walked off because I was so angry. You at walked off of this show. I just said, hey, look, I'm done. It was an hour in, and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm walking. Who, walk who was on it? Me and Max. Max, Max, Max and I did not you. agree. Oh, it, I was, I had lost my mind. I, I, I would it. have said something that I would have regretted. And so I just said, okay, I'm done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk How away. How did this. you two make up? We, we didn't. We didn't. Have you no, not we chatted didn't. since? We probably won't. Yeah. Nope. No. Have you no. not had the conversation, though, that says, can we talk about what happened yesterday? No, because. Nope. <laughs> because, Why? Well, we, we will eventually have that conversation, but typically it'll come out on one of the shows. And so what I did in response to that and max and i have worked together for and been friends for seven years eight years yeah but i was married to my first husband for eight but we divorced like you yeah. can't really go back on shit like that <laughs> tell me what you fell out about i'm interested we we fell well, out this was one of the tell many your situations side, where I, go on then bearded well, I, one speak I, I was i was right and joe was okay here we go there we go <laughs> stop you don't there. get to speak now joe what yeah. happened so i i own a gun store and range and i was talking about this also that's hot yeah, it's, it was pretty awesome. Actually. You got to come by. We have machine Thanks. guns. I just got an invite to the gun yeah. I just got an invite to the gun store with Joe, <laughs> naked. <I'm just> <laughs> oh, people are going to be really upset about that now. 
but uh, so let them own. If they're offended, no, let the, them no, no, own no, their no. They, they would just want to be there. They just want an invite. Oh, you think people want to oh, come yeah. with you to Absolutely. see you naked? Do you? Do you really like? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm see. assuming so. We'll see. Let's read. Let's see what the comments let's say see. here. Who wants to see? All right, let's see here. That's what we're asking. That's the open uh, right. question on Conservative Daily today. <laughs> so we we talked a little bit about. Um, the boulder shooter. This is you two arguing. We're yeah. back to. Sorry, I'm still on you and, naked. No, uh, well, yeah, they're, they're going to talk about being naked here in a <laughs> okay. minute. We'll have to get go, back go, to those comments. The row. What was the row about? But the <laughs> look the, at the, big, the producers <laughs> just lost but, it. <laughs> hey, you know that list of the twenty things. Have you done the twenty things and just whatever you haven't done, you have to do the points. I never have any points. <laughs> the twenty. Okay, back to the row. Okay, what so, was the row? Tell me straight. Wait, wait translate so, for our, for Max, our American you're talking audience. Again. All right, hold on oh, a second. Wow. What was hold the fight? Second. Oh, sorry, pardon. What was? What was <laughs> the fight about? Yeah, tell okay, us. Okay, so the fight was about the fact that the, the FBI and the CBI, Colorado Bureau of Investigations, knew about this Boulder guy. Easy the guy that did say. the. No, he, I've seen the. I've Colorado, seen the Colorado. 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 No, yeah. <laughs> but the FBI knew they had a file on this guy. They yes, knew that yes, he was. I heard that they, they, they knew that he was a threat. They knew that he was planning an attack back in 2020. In February of 2020, and then again in March of 2020, they they had their eyes on him. And six days before he mm -hmm. actually went in there, he went to a gun store and bought a gun. And I know, being an FFL, that they do use the system to slow people down. So they will deny it on the first time. You appeal it. That waits 30 days. During that 30-day period of time, typically they'll come in to meet with the person or they'll watch them. It gets escalated up to a different team. And that team that has to do an assessment on whether or not that person's Hit good Hit me or with FFL? Uh, it's a firearm license. Yeah, yeah, it's a license. Well, no, I'm owner. looking for the actual explanation of the acronym Max. Federal F Firearms Licensee. Yeah. Thank you very much for giving me that. So, because I have seen people get denied, yes, right, and I know that this is a process that they follow, then it it bothered me that they're not following that process yeah. in a way where they know that this guy is an extreme threat. His his family came out and said that he's nuts. Right, we have a red flag law. You can agree with the red flag law or not agree with it. We have one in Colorado, but I believe that the CBI and the FBI were complicit in the behavior of what happened in our state because they knew they had knowledge of what we were dealing with, and they did nothing. And then they could say, "Oh, you know, well, the law states." And Max so was saying truth. that this is what the law stated, then this is what statute says happens. And I go, "It doesn't matter what you tell me about statute. That's like telling me that." that judges are judges today and that they follow law. No. They're not. They're activists. They're yes. activists for a particular ideology or indoctrination, and they actually rule and ruin people's lives based upon how they want to activate. Opinion. Yeah. And so it, it has nothing to do with law anymore. So, and, and Max is like, ah, it's, it's statute. And I'm thinking, Max, that's not the way it works. You go, well, it should be, and this is what we do. And he missed the forest through the trees. And so frankly, I just said, i I've had enough. Like you're, you're not listening. And if to me. you were going to explain it more calmly, in terms of the point you should have made before you walked off, or instead of walking yeah. off, it would be what? It it would be that our that the our government, this the FBI, is compromised. The CBI, Colorado Bureau of Investigations, is compromised. That in the middle of actually looking to pass gun gun restrictions on us as Americans, yes, this happens. This 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 event happens where ten Americans die, at the hands of someone who came in here was when while he was three from Syria hated Trump, and then they create this narrative. I believe they let it happen. 
because it fits what the left does. Mm. The, and, and this just goes back to the, the value of the American life, right? The left does not care about American lives. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about anyone in this country. They care about using them as political pawns in order to get to a place where they can actually rule or reign over the people in this country, where you only have one direction. It doesn't matter. You can't have a free thought. You have to have their thought, mm. right? Okay, so that was what you would have said calmly. Mm -hmm. And Max, at the point that Joe walked off, mm -hmm. what would you have preferred to have said? So all of that is completely true. But we live in a country where we do not want the government to be able to violate our rights using a, a burden of proof that is insufficient to even charge us with a crime. That we do not want something like the terror watch list to be able to, do, to deny people the right to buy a gun because then the, the government can put all of us on a terror watch list and deny us our rights. So could the government have done that? Yes. Yeah, they probably could. As Joe said yesterday, they could have got a fat fingers, accidentally pushed the wrong button. Oops, you're delayed a week. But I don't want to live in a country where my rights can be determined, whether I'm allowed to exercise them, by a bureaucrat who gets to violate the law, violate the Constitution, and use some secret government list that you have no recourse to remove yourself from. And if you actually want to, they won't even tell you whether you're on it or not. You have to hire a lawyer, it's go through those rig courts that Joe's just talking about to even get like confirmation of what list you're on, let alone whether you can get off, get off of it. So that's what I would say. Could they have done that? Yes. But I don't want to live in a country where our rights can just be completely suspended at the whim of some bureaucrat based on mere suspicion that we did something wrong, not even an articulable suspicion mm -hmm. that we did something wrong. Okay. So it was kind of butting up against the fine line that needs to be navigated. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, where you end so it. So it's not that I don't agree that the utopian dream is this is the way it's supposed to run. It's the fact that it doesn't run that way. And so at knowing that it doesn't run that way, they have a moral obligation to save American lives. But it's not a mistake that the guy in Boulder left Arvada, which has a higher density of people mm. that, that have firearms, a higher density of people that and actually carry here. And went to Boulder, went, went, literally drove 50 miles to Boulder, right? And went to a place not only that has a lower density of people that have guns, but then secondarily went to a store, a grocery store, that has openly come out and said, you cannot carry guns. There's a sign on their front door that yeah. says, do not carry guns inside their store. So, so he, he went to a gun-free zone in a place where there's a low density of people that carry weapons. And he carried out executions of people in, in, in our community. And, and, and that's the part that bothers me the most is they knew those people and knew the FBI thing. and the CBI knew, yeah. and they did nothing. They let this guy whose, whose parents and kid and brothers and sisters have come out and said, my brother was nuts. My brother was bipolar. They my knew. brother had problems, right? He, yeah. that should have been a flag. The system failed us as Americans because the left doesn't want the system to work for us. They want to use this as a tool in order to take away our rights. I think you both ended up in a place where you were at, at a closer point of agreement than you recognized. But in the moment of the thing, mm -hmm. we do get heated. And I think it's one of the, the actual good things. I appreciate walking off my bothered you last night. But the reason we have these feelings is because there are authentic truths, yeah. right? You own this yeah. gun store, or whatever. Yeah. So for you, it's really also personal. It is very personal. And then for you, you're trying to make the point that, it, you know, you don't want these arbitrary rules coming in and taking away your rights without any recourse to them, which is fair enough as well. And, and inside, and this is just kind of an aside to that inside of the gun store, we turn away probably 10 to 20 people um, a week to buy a weapon. 
we turn them away because the people inside of our gun store have been trained to ask certain questions, ask certain things about them. And if they're even one degree off from we think mental stability is something that they have or they understand the responsibility of owning a gun, we will turn them away. And if I may draw a, a parallel that seems, um, I don't know, I don't want to say it's a parallel because it seems cruel, but we had a very similar idea of what you're talking about, the sort of thinking behind it mm -hmm. when we had, do you remember the Bataclan mass murder in France? Yeah. There was a killer yeah. that the, went into the, the Bataclan. The it was like a music venue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he went in and he basically gunned down, I think it was 362 that died in the end. Uh, the week prior, this guy came from Molambique, which is the jihadi capital of Europe. It's in Belgium, yeah. which is yeah. Brussels, like the EU parliament yeah. is there. Yeah. I lived in Molambique for a week uh, to follow the path of that gunman. And because nobody goes to Molambique, which is therefore a place Katie should go. And I met the mayor, female mayor of Molambique in Belgium. She was told a week prior that there was going to be a massive attack. She was told mm -hmm. where that gunman lived. She was given the houses where the operation was based. Yeah. And she and I stopped her in the street in Molenbeek. I said, you knew and you did nothing. And she said, mm -hmm. it was not my job. It was not my it's job. Not my job. And, they know. And it mattered more to her to keep the Muslim population, who not all were involved mm -hmm. in this, obviously, but she wanted their voting support in order to be mayor. Francoise Schlepp, pardon me, Schlepp is her name. If you want to Google her, Schlepp uh, from Molenbeek. It was not her job because she didn't want to infringe on the future vote she might get from Muslim voters. It was not my yeah. job. And that to me is a kind of parallel for what you're talking about yeah. so many years later. And, 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 and that's in the UK where they have much more power to actually yeah. yeah, Yeah. Where they have the power to completely destroy your life without even yes. having to prove you did anything wrong, which no, is no, what makes America unique. Yes. Yeah. Which is what makes America unique. We have the presumption of innocence. And that's, yeah. we're, that's what they say. We have the presumption of innocence. So I am vehemently opposed to any anything, any concept, because the Democrats want to ram this kind of bill through that you, if you're on the terror watch list, if you're on the no-fly list, if you're not trustworthy on a plane, then you're not trustworthy to have a God-given yes. right. It, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't line up. If we want to be Europe, then we could do that, right? But what, what makes America special and what makes America, unfortunately, a place where tragedies do happen Yes, when you have rights, when you have freedoms, people will abuse those freedoms. But any time the answer is that we should restrict any everyone else's freedoms because one person did something bad. I'm just getting my glasses, Kate. I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> and any time you use a tragedy, you use someone violating other people, killing other people as an excuse to take away everyone else's rights, that's where I'm off the train, right? So I want to reach at, and at that point, this. we lose it. So this is my, it's, it's a bit shoddy now. I could do with new ones. Anybody listening out there, gun save lives. Mm -hmm. So I have this specifically, this is my little glasses case because I can't see for myself. So that when people are starting to really, I was about to use a swear word. Um, what would you say? I can't say get on my tits either, can I? What can I no. say as a word that, that means annoying me? Can yeah. I say that? Can say, yeah, okay, when people that. are really starting well, to get on my tits about the COVID thing and the masks and things, I just wave this about because it really, really annoys Democrats everywhere. So my gun saved live sticker is actually kind of precious to me because it makes me feel emboldened even when I'm being told I'm powerless. And, and, and I can't have a weapon. Well, what's what's really interesting about what you're saying is, and you say that Democrats don't like that. And here's the thing that that I'm that's going to shock, be shocking to you. Oh. We we have a company that 194 people in it, and 
we have uh, 31% is minority across the board in all our companies, 31% is minority. And the number of times that I've gone to someone that is left-leaning and had conversations with them within our own company and said, hey, by the way, do you own a gun? And they're like, no, I don't own a gun. And I go, okay, why don't you own a gun? Well, I'm black. I can't have a, own a gun. This is a true thing. This is a true thing. And, and, and I sit down and go, okay, so you can't own a gun. Let's go to the gun store. I took him to the gun store and he bought a gun. And I go, I'm going to teach you how to use this gun. And I teach him how to use the gun. And then he comes back and he goes, I want an AR-15. I really want one of those guns. I was like, you can buy one of those guns. And, and just for me being stupid, he, he says, I couldn't have a gun because he believes he wouldn't have the right to, or he's frightened that if he owns a gun, he'll be seen as in some way criminal. What, what's he, the he thing? Does, he did not believe that as a black man, that he had a right to own a gun. And that he couldn't go get his concealed carry and he couldn't actually own an AR-15 because in the minority community, they condition them that guns are bad. Criminals are the only ones that get them. We got to run from them. And so a lot of people, a lot of black men specifically in inner cities, which by the way, have the strictest gun laws out there that are all run by Democrats. There's not a, a conservative anywhere in sight mm. in most of these cities. Um, they will run around to, to protect themselves carrying an illegal gun, not realizing that they can actually go yeah. buy a gun, mm. have it legally carry it legally. This is the right? other observation I have as a respectful outsider, yeah. knowing that you've chased our British mm -hmm. asses out of your country once before, <laughs> is that in Minnesota, uh, just after the Black Lives Matter um, riots and all that went on there, I was there, um, was that the people in the suburbs, just, mm, I guess, three or four, would you say blocks away? I don't know, a couple of miles away from uh, the George Floyd Memorial, where I spent yeah. some time. So on their lawns, they have those, what do you call them, lawn signs, yard yeah, signs? Yard signs. Thank you, yeah. translated. Yeah, um, <laughs> yard signs saying Black Lives Matter or this house believes mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. Those knocked into mm -hmm. their yard. But those women in those homes who I went to speak with were out purchasing a weapon for the first time that, again, yeah. they didn't get taught how to use, which is a beef that right. I have. Oh, it's a big problem Oh, they just us. buy a damn weapon. They don't know yeah. how to use it. But they've got a Black Lives Matter yard sign so that they're signaling they're doing the right yeah. thing. But they're terrified that when the Black Lives Matter mob comes, they're going to need to defend themselves. Right. What is well, that, that about? What are you trying to well, do they treat there? it like Passover. It's like Passover. They're smearing right. the blood on, on their door, yep. hoping that the Black Lives Matter mob will pass over their house. Right. So there, there's, there's pictures from the riot where black owned businesses with signs that said, please don't burn us down. We're black owned. They torched oh, them anyway. I right? have those. I have, I've stood there. Yeah. Well, I've seen the ones that say I've been, you know, I photographed them saying black lives matter. Please don't burn down. There are children sleeping upstairs. Yeah. I mean, Boo, where have you got to yeah. be? Then in other parts of Dallas, uh, in there, there's a really fancy suburb that has some of the biggest homes I've ever seen in my life. Like it's like Disney built them. They've got the Black Lives Matter yard sign. And then, you know, half a yard away, there's a sign saying armed security patrols in operation. You know, it's yeah. all of that. The hypocrisy of that stuff is hard to unravel here sometimes and, as a foreigner. But, but it, 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 because it's common sense. And most of the things that we see, look, they're virtue signaling to save themselves, which tells you they don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. If you're out so buying true. a gun, you're and you're doing it because you don't believe that the that Antifa or BLM are actually good people, but you have to signal that you think they're good people. Now, what does this remind you of? Let's go back in history. How about the Pope that met with Hitler and said, "God brought us Hitler." 
That was a true statement. The, the Pope at the time actually met with Hitler, shook his hand, mm, made a deal with him saying, don't go after after Catholics. Right. Sold his soul to the devil. Watched other people die. I, I for think what? for sure. And, and and just thinking, I had an email in our schools. Our children have to be tested uh, every day. We're supposed to do five tests a week. I appreciate everybody knows how many days there are in a school week. Yeah. Uh, but a test every morning before we're allowed to send our children to school. Uh, children that aren't tested by their parents at home or whomever they have at home have to wear a sticker on their lapel to say that they're an untested child. You know, you talk about going back in history, marking people out as ones to be avoided. Right. You know, it starts to make you kind of reflect not too far back at other times. Badges were used to separate the wheat from the yeah. chaff or whatever expression is appropriate. I mean, it's properly scary yeah. stuff, huh? And 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 again, the only way to get past all that mm. and to see truth is to stand up and, and be the, and I, and I often say, I'm not getting out of this alive. Like I, I, I'm, I know that the reason why I speak more, I'm actually more of an introvert, not an extrovert. <laughs> and I, and I do all these things I and I talk same. about these things because I'm not getting out of it alive. I know that I'm a target. I know that as soon as I slow down, someone is going to be walking in my house with a, with a gun and they're going to try and take me out. And so, and, and I'm well-trained with a gun, so I'm really not that worried about it, but I still look at it and, and I, I recognize that you can't be a lightning rod for truth and not become a victim of their Ah, oh, I don't know. No, I don't think you you cannot be a lightning rod for truth without accepting your end right. and being at peace with it. Yeah. I don't think you're ever a victim. You'll always yeah. be, you'll I'm, never be a victim. No, I'm never going to be. No, that. I don't believe in victimology. Right, but but you're a lightning rod for truth, and you've made peace with your end. I have, and that's exactly how I roll as well. And it actually is the most liberating thing oh, it, it, uh, it, it, there is nothing more powerful than knowing that you don't fear any end point because you have always lived in your truth i was in louis gomert's office recently with his chief of staff i was i walked into louis's office i'm not a typically a crier and i was in floods of tears two seconds later because to see louis again to know the fight we were in this was just before the election it was just too much and louis gomert's chief of staff said the best you can do, Kate, is you live your truth every day. Every day. And I think that's what you're doing with your audience. That's what you're trying to do here on the Conservative Daily. That, that's living your truth every day. And part of that can be for people at the slightly sharper end of the, the sword or the spear is that you just reconcile yourself with your end. And that makes it absolutely all right. And it sounds a bit weird to say this stuff. It's a bit far out for a lot of people. And, and people don't understand it at times because I will say things. I live my life very authentically. I say exactly what I think. It bothers Max sometimes. He's like, Joe, you can't say that because we'll get taken down on this. And he does. He has to fight, he has to fight with YouTube and places all the time because I constantly say truth. Yeah. And it, I don't care what the consequences are because I've been taught that I but know what the bigger consequences are. Max is trying to keep people hearing you. Yeah. And so it's, it's a, there's this, there's this friction that gets created mm. as we start expanding out and more people, I mean, a million and a half people download mm. us every, every month. Right? And so having a million and a half people that are listening to it and growing, we're not going down, we're going up. It, it, it allows for, for us to stay in front of people to where they can say, I'm not alone. And even the frustration that we had yesterday when I really got upset and I was, I was upset and I walked away, it still let people know I'm human. I recognize that I'm at the, the you're feeling what you're saying. I am. You're contact and, you're in contact. I can feel it from you. Yeah. You're in contact with your there's a lot of broadcasters I've met 
a lot of them, Tucker, Hannity, whatever. There's a lot of people who manage to get through their jobs by not really being in connection with their words. Yeah. So it's very easy not to walk off if you're not really listening or not really feeling anything. Right. If you feel what you say, there's going to be times where either you or Max or anybody that works here is going to get emotional and that's yeah. going to become overwhelming. That's our truth. Yeah. And, and it, you, one person said, oh, Joe's a hothead. Sometimes I am. Just stop at the hot. Some, sometimes I, yeah. Just so, hot. But sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I get to that place where I can't, I can't, I have to let people know this is serious and this is how I feel. And I'm not willing to negotiate with it. I'm not willing to, to say, all right, we have to maintain a decorum. No. No, I'm, I'm out. I, I want people to understand that it's okay. Right, righteous indignation is a real, righteous anger is a real thing. And you can have righteous anger. There is a, a place where we're at right now that if we stop having that righteous anger, they win because then there's no friction. There's nothing that they can say, well, he's really upset about this. I'm just really upset over the fact that more people aren't recognizing this as an attack on our future, not just my future, not just your future, but everyone's future. Right. So I think, I think it's right. I think when, it, when um, they came for me the last time, I had have my house and children and everything that I care about in the countryside out of the way. And one night in the middle of the night, um, a team of men arrived, all dressed in black, quite tight black uniforms, I did observe. And um, they fitted my home up with panic alarms. So they came in, uh, they made it so that my, my house phone, all I had to do was drop it and the police would come. And then on the top floor of my home, three levels, they put a box in. And they told me that all I had to do was shake the box. It was like a panic box, I guess. Yeah. You shake the box and the police will come. Um, and then they rigged up some other stuff and then they left and they told me not to worry. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> then, don't worry. Don't worry. We're just, gotcha. yeah, we're just, <laughs> just rigging shake up the, the house. Yeah. Shake the box. Don't be worried. <laughs> and then they come in and you're like this. Hey, hey, how you doing? Exactly. So these couple of jihadis are coming to get me. I'm not told that bit. I'm not told what's coming for me. I'm just having this team of yeah. men in my home rigging it up. Yeah. And it turned out it was a couple of jihadis. And as her wedding present from her future husband, I'm just sort of gesturing to you as my future husband, just no hints, um, was that, um, was that, uh, that she wanted as her wedding present my head. Like most people may do with like sheets from like Bed Bath & Beyond yeah. or yeah, like some yeah. kind of soft furnishings, but no, my head. So that was the thing. They're now in prison, both of them. Uh, but I say it to the point of that we were talking about, which is reconciling with your end and that being very that, that you go about the world really powerfully then. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're at the Black Lives Matter protests. It doesn't matter if you're facing down, you know, the Pakistani Muslim massive, as I do in London. I, I tell them I, I'm not frightened of you. Yeah. I'm not afraid of you. It's very disempowering that not to be afraid. And then, and then they get frustrated by the way, right, because, because you're not angry. You. Yeah. They can't take your, they can't take away your joy and they can't take away your courage. They, and when they can't do that, they want to just get more puffy. Right? Exactly they want to do more it. stuff to you. And I go, that's exactly it. See, I say that the people that wish to silence us, uh, will keep going until you're swinging from a tree, right? Their ultimate aim is that you end up hanging yourself from a tree. And I have, uh, friends in this fight who have done exactly that. It's become too much for them or it's bankrupted them and they've been ashamed for their family, whatever. It's ended them. I think Kavanaugh will have been tested to a degree that we would be unbelievable for most people to endure. Every day you don't swing from a tree is a day that you win. And every day you stay alive in the fight 
is a day that you've taught them that they can't do better than you. And, and I think that's just the most incredible thing. And it is the power of our side. Is that Got every the day there for a minute? Yeah, yeah, but it's real. It is real. Every day it you is. don't swing, you win, and we win, and your viewers win. But it's why you need them to support. All you're asking them to do is click on a share link, and for that, you're willing not to swing from a tree every damn day. And I yeah. think that's really important. And and some people say, yeah, some people actually say, hey, Joe, we appreciate you being in this fight. And I, I always fire back. You have to be in the fight too. Let's not do this by myself. And everyone has a different threshold of what they're willing to put themselves out to. They're willing to sacrifice. Some of those sacrifices are just financial, right? Hey, Joe, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you 50 bucks. I'm going to send you a hundred bucks. And we have by the way, we have lots of people that just basically say, I'm going to give you a little bit of money. We have others that say, all right, how can I help? I'll, I'll walk door to door. You want to walk door to door? You mean to find our army? I'll go find your army for us. Let's do that. You have others that give up their time. They'll be the one to stand on the hill with me. I have a guy that is my guard, right? Does he have a dog? No, that's, that's Tig. That's John Tiger. You'll actually meet him. I'm going to meet him. Yeah. I already made my mind up about that quite a yeah. long time ago just by looking at his shins. <laughs> so that was, that's Tig. That's John Tig Tiger. You know Benghazi? Yes. All right. So that's, that's him. I'm going to do more than meet him. Okay. The, the puppy? Katie's a shins girl, apparently. <laughs> Carry on. We have people who will help you. So but the more, the more that this grows, and, I, and I've seen this happen, the more it becomes... Okay, so so what is the next step? What 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 do we do to in this fight? What what is something that we can do yes. every day that yes. gets us closer to taking back what belongs to us as a society? And I think that the fear that they have, not just on the left but on the right as well, the people that are actually complicit in that behavior, I call them left publicans, uh, trans publicans. Excuse me. Republicans uh, that aren't real Republicans. Yeah. So I call them, they're, they're traitors, right? They're traitors to the country, just like the left is. Um, but we have to fight on both sides to get, push them away in order to get things accomplished. And, uh, I, but every day, if we're not doing something, if we're not actually fighting towards something on multiple fronts, and the, the big thing is, is if we always come through the front door, they'll always know how to defend it. So what we do, what I've decided to do is I just come in the left and the right and the back door and the side door and the, come through a window. And we send people just to clobber them everywhere that they are because we know that the left is weak. We know the reason why they stand together in this environment to try and weaken the rest of the, of the society is so that they are not noticed for being weak. We know that's why they stand together. So if we can come at them, we know that they'll get tired. We know they'll get fatigued. And sooner or later, they will run back to their mama's basement, mm -hmm. right? Sooner or later, they will fall. But we have to decide to call them out with truth. And so some of the things that I call out on truth is the, the left are liars. They're liars. I call them liars. I say, like, look, the left lies. That's all they do is lie. And then I go one step further. Max hates it. Everyone else, it, it, it makes you cringe if you're not... If you're not used to hearing these words, I said the left are pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists, right? That's what they are, right? They are everything that they say that they're fighting against, and that's how I define them. And by the way, Cuomo just came out um, getting attacked by all these women for sexually assaulting them, and 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 what is he? He fits right in there in the in the categories of pedophile, rapists, and closet racists. And he's just another example of why the left is the wolf in sheep's clothing, They why they are dangerous to our society, not just here, but across the globe. I think um, I can see Max's pain there with that yeah. commentary. I can feel it coming across the screen. <laughs> but I think there is that, um, 
there is that thinness. You know, if you were looking at them, the left as enemy or the people that we're up against as enemy, they're very thin. The, the line they hold is very fine. And what I see in terms of military strength or strength on our side is that we have strength in depth. So we have people who are with us because they have a religious background or a political mm -hmm. background, or we have mothers with us who just want the very best for their children. Or we have people who will stand to be a school board, um, an individual on a school board because they care about children so much. We have this strength in depth. And I think that's where, you know, the, the petition against Newsom, 2.2 million signatures. What an yeah. amazing, I mean, that that to me is the strength in depth of the grassroots. I think we can be badly let down by the leadership, uh, respectful foreigner, but uh, our strength in depth is really, really significant. And I think if yeah. we help to mobilize that strength in depth, that's when we have a kind of army that we march forwards with. Um, and it's why I always feel uplifted and always feel positive about our side because we are the stronger side and the left will, you know, is a lizard. The lizard eats its own tail. And, and a good example of that is when you're dependent on the Muslim vote, as we are in the UK, Labour will take power because of the Muslim vote. It will come to Minnesota. You're seeing it already, obviously, in places like Michigan, Dearborn, is that then you start to have a conversation with the LGBTQ community Right. And then you have the Muslim community. The left are going to need to pick. And the more yeah. that Americans can force the left to have that very difficult conversation, because those two things that they want to worship are not compatible at all. That's yeah. where the thinness of the veneer of what they do is exposed, I think. Yeah, we and talk about that on the show all the time. The left's coalition, they cannot make everyone they can't happy. hold it. You can, no, they can't hold you it. And not. You cannot bring in millions of illegal aliens to work unskilled jobs and also get the vote of African-Americans who don't even have a high school degree, right? You cannot make both of them happy because the illegal aliens take are going to take the jobs from other voting blocks. Exactly right. right. Exactly. And also, you know, having just come from Mexico and recognizing my own ignorance, Mexico is much more than just a border. Mexicans, and I now have this t-shirt from my... Uh, yeah, I was Lexi. figuring out what that means. Well, it was, uh, you were just trying to look at my huge boobs is the truth of the matter. But yeah, so this was Latinas. <laughs> so Latinas for Trump. And they gave mm -hmm. me, uh, they made me an honorary member, but because I'm slightly white, although Meghan Markle, if I was Meghan Markle, I'd call myself very, very black indeed. Um, <laughs> they gave me a t-shirt called White Tina to hang out with the Latinas, but be one of them. But my point is that decent Mexicans, who if they are also yeah. coming here, they yeah. love God and the Catholic Church. Three services a day in the little town I was at. It's wide open for everybody. They love their family. And their great-grandmother is as welcome on a Sunday on the beach as the tiny child that looks like it just got born on the sidewalk. Yeah. And they love you know, being strong and working hard. If they're not looking after their family or going to church, they're cleaning. They, right. they clean yeah. everything. And I, I'm sorry, yeah. but at times I look at those Mexicans and think, you're you're the conservatives we need, uh, and, and you know. But, I know that's a little. But but they get they get hijacked. They get even right. the people that come here that are right. that get across the border. They they should be conservatives. I mean, these they, are people are. that should they are, but they don't know it because they don't know it. And they they're get, not allowed to express it or articulate it because they say, "Oh well, they're they're letting us in, so we have to Go we have to be Democrats. A Democrats, right?" It's the plantation thing, right? It's the plantation, but they don't yeah. realize they're being enslaved. They don't understand. They're that, with us once they realize they are. They are, and they're waking up too. And 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 I had this conversation with a friend of mine who is literally it took him twenty three years to become a citizen 
in the United States, right? And he's from Guatemala. Enough is hard. Oh, it took him 23 years. And he goes, how dare they come in and think that you could just hand it over to him? Look what I had to do. It took me 23 years to become a citizen. And I think we need to do a lot more work in this area is that if there are people arriving into this country illegally, legally, whatever, is reminding them they don't have to be a Democrat. No, no they They're don't. Actually, yeah. their values are what they are. And those values align with the values, I believe, that we hold really dearly. And they're an important group of people that I think we can easily overlook. And we absolutely, absolutely mustn't. Um, but look at what happened to the walk away movement. Look what happened to the walk away movement. That was a movement here of genuinely trying to get Democrats to walk away. And and the people running that movement got deplatformed. They got vilified. The entire establishment. I think that's an under, yeah, you're under speaking. I've been, I was on the well, phone yeah, no. to Brandon. Yeah. I was on the phone to Brandon a couple of days ago, Brandon Strack, who runs uh, walk away. I'm about to do a video. Who they attacked? He's well. He's, he's <laughs> he can't speak. Yeah. Because his court case will be coming up in a matter of months, and he will be has been charged and will be and will face court for going to an event and rallying the troops as he's always done. And he is now in a state where he's so upset because he feels that by the time he's allowed to speak again, uh, his whole movement may be gone and may be kind of. To solve, which is of course well, what they want. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I disagree with his lawyer. I disagree with him not speaking. I think he should speak with strength. I think that the one of the things about becoming a political prisoner is that he has to make a decision how he becomes that mm. political prisoner. He has to he has to recognize that hey, you're on the edge of it. Look, Nelson Mandela spent 27 years in prison before he was released, right? And I'm not telling you that Brandon needs to go spend 27 years in prison. What I'm telling you is is that he has to decide how he walks into this fight. Right. He has to decide. He has to decide, are you going to continue to speak or are you going to let them silence you until you feel like you have an opportunity to speak? It's and, an important thing, this, because I, I, I literally got off the phone with him. He's yeah, asked yeah. me to make a video to help tell people that he a, is OK because people are saying, well, where is Brandon? Is he OK? Yes, he's really OK. He's got extensive legal advice, as you'll imagine. Yeah, and, and the advice is to say nothing. So I'm interested I think, I think it's this wrong. is helpful. I think it's wrong. I think that he needs to tell his lawyers that, listen, I wasn't wrong in what I did to begin with. I'm fighting for something I shouldn't have to fight for. It should be a natural right that I have to speak the First Amendment. And he is the perfect example of someone that they have silenced. It's not just President Trump that's being silenced. It's Americans that are being silenced. It's people in that are naturally in this country that deserve everything that this country has to offer that, frankly, the and people... Is your view then, because the court case will be coming up, his lawyers are, well, I say obviously, obviously is not the right word. His lawyers are advising that he needs to stay silent until the court case so he doesn't jeopardize anything. Your view is different. My view is the opposite. Come out. See, that's what they expect. They expect for us to submit. They expect to us for us to bow down to. This is how you know that we're under the illusion of freedom is because all of a sudden he says, I'm not guilty. I am not guilty of what you're saying I'm guilty of. So as a result of being not guilty, I'm going to continue to speak. The, they fear that the most. Yes. But there's a complicit behavior in the legal mm -hmm. community mm -hmm. to stop strength. You have to decide how you came into this world and how you're going to go out of this world. You have to decide what your legacy is going to be and what character stands for. Character is the thing God judges you by. Uh, your reputation is what man can screw up. I know firsthand. Right? Oh, me too, so, babes. Me too. So, so having the opportunity to stand up in the midst of all this, I would tell the legal counsel, I was like, I'm going to continue to talk. It's so interesting, isn't yeah. it? Because going back to where we I were I disagree earlier, with that. 
Okay, so Max, I'm going to come. I'm going to. Can I come to yeah. you, even though I'm the guest yeah. and therefore not yeah, yeah, totally yeah. interviewing you, but therefore slightly <laughs> taking over because yeah. I'm a bossy old cow? Uh, is that once you reconcile with your endpoint, which we talked about earlier, right. and therefore for me, you know, people say, oh, "How come you're in?" They're going to say, "How come you're in America?" And my question more is, "How come you're not?" And prison yeah, yeah. has nothing. I don't want to say it has nothing on me. I'm sure it's not very nice and it would piss me off and I don't really want to have to bend over in the shower and take the soap and all that. But my point is prison doesn't scare me. Like if right. that's what I have to do because I chose to come to the, you know, the free world. Okay. Then if that's your new rule, okay, that's what you're going to do. So, so that would be my kind of thing is once they take it, once they, you, you have nothing to fear, right. you are so free. Sorry, yeah. Max, you disagree with Joe's advice to Brandon. So I, I, I get that. I get the whole, if you're innocent, you proclaim your innocence. I understand that. I, I love it. But we're, we're going through a time where they are parsing through legal speech to try and find the slightest thing that they can turn into a crime. Like they, they are now talking about charging some of these people with sedition, which yeah, is a what... potential death, death penalty offense, right? These are serious, serious things. So I firmly believe in the whole thing that anything you say can and will be used against you. It's not it might be used against you. It will be used against you. There's nothing you can say after being charged that can uncharge you, right? Because on, none of that, that is going to be... If they've charged you, nothing you can say will uncharge you. Therefore, Correct. you may as well speak out. Yep. Well, no, but it can make things very much worse. How? It well, can you make... just said... How? If How? they've charged they can't you, you, right? If they can't uncharge if me, charged, yeah, they can't uncharge me. So it, why wouldn't I speak? Because they can file more charges. Like oh. they're go they're going after him for legal speech, claiming that he yes. incited insurrection. Incited right? the thing because he was like, "Let's right? go, let's take the fight yeah. to the thing." He meant it in the you know euphemistic yeah. rallying sense. Yes. And, and at that point, I look at it and say, "Am I going to trust a jury of my peer my peers in Washington D.C.?" to understand the euphemistic sense. Am I going to trust that? Because if, if I say, let's fight, and that gets read in court as he told them, let's fight, and everyone gasps, <gasps> right? All of a sudden, that's a, that's another charge. Okay, but let, let's just Max, frame this up. Max, let, let, like, I mean, I need, I need to say this, okay? He already is going to have a jury of his peers in Washington, D.C. By not speaking, there's no context. Not, peer, not real peers. It, there's no context. There's no... I, no, yeah, you're right. Okay, you disagree peers. on the peers. No, no, no. Fine. He's he's saying peers as in it's yeah. not. His, yeah, he. he but okay, there's no there's no stopping that. But the second that you stop speaking, you take away context. You yeah. take away the ability to create clarity. You take away the ability for you to say it's obvious that I didn't show up at the Capitol with a weapon. Had I showed up at the Capitol with a weapon, or anyone else showed up with a weapon, it would be a different story, right? But nobody showed up with weapons. Nobody showed up with guns and anything else. They didn't do that. They showed up as as proud Americans recognizing the wrong in our society. They want to right the wrong, but there's no context because he's not speaking. There's no context the because the problem he's been is, silenced. The problem is anyone who hears that message, mm -hmm. if they try and get put them get put on the jury, they're going to get struck from the jury for having pr uh, pre knowledge look, of look, what he said. Look, so look. anyone he convinces cannot be on the jury. That's all I'm saying. Like if if he wants to win that fight and be not guilty. Nothing he says in the public arena can be introduced into that jury pool because the, the right. prosecution is going to ask them, have you heard him out there running his mouth? And they're going to say yes. And they're going to look to the judge and say, I, I want to strike <laughs> juror number if 15. If I could just add one level of slightly humorous context, knowing Brandon yeah. as I do, is that he does wear 
glitter and gold lame on a fairly 24-7 basis. He has way better eyebrows than I do and has long sort of mm, well-oiled hair. So just while we're trying to have him as some sort of member of the militia, yeah. he's not yeah. actually a terribly convincing member of the militia yeah. in yeah. his slip-on so, Gucci loafers, yeah. just saying. And, and so th my point is this. Courage is more infectious than fear. If you're going to become a lightning rod for something that needs to happen in our country, then you have to either decide, am I or am I not? Right? Am I strong? Am I willing to speak up? Am I? And you cannot put criteria on that. You can't slow it down. You can't say, look, I have momentum. I have a voice. Let's take the voice away. Well, I'll talk about it after the court case is gone because he's recognizing that people lose hope by him not speaking. Oh, he's the totally. That's why so, he's on the phone yeah. to me. So, so he has to start speaking and he has to set some rules up for how he can speak. I don't stop speaking about Eric Coomer. I tell you exactly what Eric Coomer is. I think he's a liar. Right, Eric Coomer suing me. He's suing me for defamation. To have defamation means you had to lie. I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I told absolute truth. Everything that I said was true. I also think you, you, the point you just made about uh, silencing because you've been being advised to be silent by lawyers. Lawyers are by inevitability complicit in the legal system, which is a system right. that isn't I, actually I that. a system yeah, that yeah. we think is what it is, right? The law yes. is not the damn yes. law. Yes. The not. law is one man's interpretation right. according to his personal purview. Yeah. I use that word because I love it. And, and that's the problem with this. They took constitutionally protected speech and they're, they basically applied a death penalty offense to it. I'm just coming at this from the perspective that we don't know even how many federal laws they are. There are so many, we can't even put a real number on them. You're coming at it from a sort of systematic yeah. perspective. Yeah. I think we're coming at Anything it, or I'm coming at it from a... Will be used against you. He's fearful that walk away will disappear, dissolve, disintegrate without his leadership in his absence. And he's right. Yeah. And I he's that, right. But you let's, let's just call it what it is. That's why they want to do it. And they're going to drop it at the end anyway. Or his lawyer is going to say, take a deal. And he's going to, he has to decide, am I willing to be a political prisoner? To fight this to he's the already end. a political prisoner. Yeah. He just doesn't know it yet. So he's already, he's already in that place. He, he doesn't recognize that the strength that he has in this case is his voice. He, he thinks that by them keeping him quiet, that, that he's actually going to win this case. He can beat the case. Right? He can't beat the case unless people can understand his voice. Because it's not really about the case. It's about decimating the because walk Because then who gets to hear the, what perspective do they get? What is the only perspective that people out there get? They only get the other side that is a bunch of liars, pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. That's all they hear from is this. So he loses his ability to speak. And losing your ability, losing your voice is like death. I think right? also there's something about, not that Brandon's new to this, but in, in ter terms, sort of decade terms, walk away was relatively a new phenomenon. I think there is also this sort of seismic shock that hits you for the first time. Yeah. So when it really, because they're like, you get arrested, for example, me, or they come for your head, there is a sort of seismic shock that leaves you reeling for a bit, right. right? And it isn't until you come back to it that you can start to work out. Now I have to decide, am I, am I gonna run this thing through the line no matter what, which yeah. is I think where we're all in, yeah. or am I gonna try and, well, it's what you said earlier about save myself today. Save myself today. How do I, how do I yeah. have another hour? How do I have another day? You know, I had this conversation with Mike Lindell and I'm like, Mike, I'd love that you stay in the fight. And you said something about it being very lonely. And I know that it's lonely for him because he has people around him that are not his friends. 
he has he has the same thing around him that are looking for money when he says money's no object and I want to build this thing and mm. people take advantage mm. of that and they I try so to push out people that, that are I strong. I see that happening. And 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 so I have to be really careful because I walk in and I want to tell him I want to go back Mike this is not you need to have better and, and I think a perfect person in his his circle is his is chief technology officer of his company. I mean, the guy's been there a while. He's done great things for him. But you can see that the, the cringing that happens as people try to maneuver in his environment. Mm. And But the one thing that I say about Mike that is amazing is he never loses his voice. He, he got sued by Dominion for $1.3 He doesn't care. He doesn't care because he's already made the decision of what his horizon looks like. And I think that Brandon has to do the same thing. He has to, he has to rein in his lawyers. His lawyers are a part of a system that is designed to put people in prison. Mm. It's not designed to help people. It's and he, once he recognizes that the legal system is not a justice system. Yes, that's that, right? that's a, that's a big moment in anyone's life, and it comes to us at various different times. And yeah. mine with my own court case that took everything and my home and my family at home and everything I had, uh, which in in turn ended up being very freeing. Yeah. But until you get to that point where you're the one in the court being told everything you believe that is common sense isn't the case, right. uh, that they're going to make new laws they did for me, just for me, in order to take everything I have, then you recognize the law isn't there yeah, for you. It's not there the justice you. system is not a justice no. system. It's one guy's yeah. opinion for whatever they're, he wants. They're, they're activists. Well, it's not just one guy's opinion. In, in this case with Brandon, it's the entire Justice Department, and the limit of what they can charge him with is only limited by their imagination. If they're so willing true. to take constitutionally protected speech and say, well, that's insurrection, that's sedition. At, at that point, I mean, I'm fearful. And anytime you go up against the federal government, it, defamation cases against Dominion or against other people, that, that's a separate civil matter. The federal government has unlimited resources to destroy you in any way they want. It's true. Yeah. Well, the, no, if, if the federal government hold on wants a second, to hold on. Yeah, destroy No, but what's destroy? Time out. Time out. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. They're bringing a death penalty case against them. Then bring it. Yeah. Then bring it. So he if has you are to make facing a decision. Death penalty, if you're facing the death penalty, you do mm -hmm. not say anything that could possibly give you a guilty no, I vote. Or a guilty I disagree verdict. with you. you. Don't. What's the death penalty? If a couple people come to chop your head off, that's a death penalty. Yeah, what if listen. you were born with epilepsy that was me going to kill you already and you're on extra time? That's the death penalty. Sod the death penalty, Max. You've got to live your life as you live it. The death will come anyway. Yeah. Listen, mm -hmm. I've got a spoiler for you about your life, Max. Your life is going to end. There is an end point coming for you. There is death in your life. You yeah. know that? Then bring it. If the best thing you're going to kill me for is because I said something in a lawn in front of a big building, then bring it. I'm happy with but, my end. And and I and I have to tell you, we talk about young people looking at examples in our lives and it, it, they look for us for, for, yeah, to, the be, email, to leave, email right? you, I suspect yeah. all the time. Yeah. I get the emails all the time. And, I'm 20 years old. Thank and, God for you. And, and, but what happened, I'll talk about from an American standpoint specifically, and many uh, Britons died as well. But what about the beaches of Normandy? These 18-year-olds risked their life, knew that 25, 30, 35% of them were going to die on that beach. And they got off that U-boat and they ran in anyway and they conquered Normandy. They did that knowing that they were going to die. And yet we want to sit on the sidelines and say, Brandon wants to say, or they want to say about Brandon uh, that. We're going to take, give him the death penalty, and I would, I would say, I would look and say, for what? What are you afraid of? They can't take away your birthday, and they can't eat you. They may take your life. They may. 
but what what is going to happen 80 years from now? What's going to happen? It's that, that whole thing again. If I can just have one more day, one more day, one more day. And the, the lawyers are actually treat, teaching him to be afraid. They're not teaching him to have courage. They're not teaching him to stand up for principle or to be principled. Mm. They're teaching him to be afraid. They're teaching him, hey, that you know what? We're, you, you just need to be quiet because if you don't talk, maybe we can get them to have mercy on you. No. No, what well, no, I no, said was- That's not what they're saying. Well, what they're saying, it, what, what the legal advice is that we think we can beat this case, but if there's even the possibility of a death penalty charge being on the table, don't do or say anything to make that easier to prove. So it's not saying that maybe if we're quiet, they'll show mercy. It's it's don't have any self-inflicted wounds. So maybe this we just have a difference in legal opinion. Mm. If if I'm in ever a situation where I'm going to face a death penalty offense, I have a wife, I have kids. I am not going to fall on a death penalty sword. I want to get back to see my wife and kids, right? I want to live to fight another day. So if if I if the government ever comes down oh, on me with yes, I, 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 I don't, don't agree offenses, with you on that either. I don't agree with that on you either. I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna walk like bravely into the, the gas not? chamber. No, no, you, you, you don't, you don't, if they can't make the case, you're innocent. We live in the United States. No, you're I, believing I, in the I, justice system. You're wait, you're sort of behind about eight chapters. You're still believing in the justice system. Yeah. That, that's where we're, you're in a different place to maybe me speaking personally. Yeah. You still have well, faith in the justice system. That's why we're, yeah. that's why we're I, out I, of the filter. I have faith in the, in the in the fundamental concept, and I you? just that you're innocent until you proven drunk? guilty. It's are not you true. Are you drinking no. tequila this morning? You are innocent until proven guilty. There are, are, are me? There are influences. There are are people in this country who want to change that, but technically, you are still innocent until proven guilty. No. No. We still no. have we no, still have drunk. a Supreme Court that technically has six conservatives. Did on you drink it. So your mouthwash this morning? Yeah. Listen, listen, yeah. listen. No. I ha I have to tell you, and since I've seen it. And the, I the, have. Ju the justice system in our country and my country has put more black men in prison. Kamala Harris has, I think. Yeah, her, herself. Yeah. Have kept those men in prison and women all to for 20 cent an hour wages. That, that's also true. That's true. But you still the, believe in the justice I, system. I have a friend that did. I, well, I also know that African Americans commit a disproportionately larger oh, amount of okay, crime. Okay, so we're going to go off that weird, weird alleyway. I, we, I don't go down that weird alleyway. No, we're not. But it, the, the idea that there everyone every black person okay, in prison was put down fairly isn't you, true. You agree? You think there's still a justice system? That's you. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Joe does. No. Okay, that's the difference no. that we're. That's the difference in the advice points that we're coming and, and, from. And I can I can point to it even when we talk about the Supreme Court when they had cases that happened before. The uh, before uh, January twentieth, that they chose not to hear or set till after January twentieth, only to come back and say it's moot because now they can't do anything about it because it's already past the time. Ink's dry, sidewalks in. There's no way to change it. So they showed us that there's no justice system. They showed us that they can actually make political decisions or activist-based decisions uh, f firmly because they th that's how they feel, not because that's what the law states. Right? They 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 chose to break down our judicial system. In a way where it's a farce, they, and, and but it's been going on for years. But now it's just more transparent. Now we can see it. We got to see at a very high level the ability for the judicial system to be anemic, to make decisions based upon not what's right or wrong, 
not what's for justice, not what stands up for giving the American people a voice. They stood up for activism. They stood up for making a political decision of, oh, I don't want to hear this because frankly, I don't know how this is going to end and I don't want to disrupt things. And and Antifa, they might get on the streets and they, they might rally, cause a lot of riots and, and we don't need that. That one of the here. weirdest things about um, being in D.C. Uh, when it was under complete lockdown, 100,000 National Guard troops there, was walking um, through D.C. and seeing on the bus stops. Do you say the word bus stops? Bus stops. Thank yeah. you. Um, the FBI had the faces up there of the people that they wanted for the Capitol Hill insurrection, which was completely separate <laughs> from the Trump rally. It was a completely separate event. And there were faces yeah. on those bus stops that I know. There were faces, Dr. Simone Gold, it's a name some will know. She's a very eloquent and sensible doctor who's been speaking out about the vaccine and various other things. Her face is up there on a bus stop as I'm walking past it in the street in D.C. You know, my friend Brandon Strack, investigated by the FBI, now facing a court case. It's very weird to see people you know personally and who are just, you know, lovely, sweet people be like, wanted like faces on a wanted billboard it's a really it's almost like a you know like you're in a zombie movie or something it's almost unreal and and it it, it, what what amazes me is what kind of what you said before that you had somebody that was checking you out testing you it was like i'm i'm next to you but still working for the man yeah that that's what we face right now is that there's it's like the underground railroad we have to create an environment where it's not so underground, where people can actually recognize that they're not the minority, they're yeah. the majority. Yeah. And this 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 kind of facade that they put up there, that our judicial system stands for justice, and they put these words on the yeah. outside of the building that says, hey, we're, we're a system of justice when it's not. And it's not, and I can tell you, my friend got in a bar fight. I said this yesterday, the day before, he got in a bar fight, hit a guy, he hit the side of a table, fell over, and died. Right? That happened. They gave him life in prison. He had no record. But he was a black man Ooh, in the Washington, so D.C. area, and he went to prison. He spent 14 years in prison, lost 14 years of his life. Thank God he came out, has a family. He's a wonderful guy. And he called. He literally looked me up as soon as he got out. And he's like, Joe, I just want to come visit you. And I thought to myself, 14 years in prison? No way. I don't no. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know what the prison did to you, but I don't want that. <laughs> and I judged him on that yeah. until two I years later. I had to apologize to him. He found you. He found me. Cause he was my friend. He was one of my best friends, you know, and I grew up with these guys and, and look, I, I sold drugs when I was 16. I was a, I mean, I was a drug dealer. Sorry. I was, but, but I was a product of my environment. I needed to make money. It was an easy way to make money. I could do it very quickly. I didn't sell like marijuana. I sold big bricks of cocaine. The statute of limitations is long past, but, but the, the idea was I've never done drugs in my life, by the way. I just sold a lot of them. Um, I was a pharmacist. Uh, this is taking a turn. Unlike, yes. unlike unregistered pharmacist. Yeah, I was. Sometimes silence yeah. brings out the very best Whew. of people. Keep yeah. going, sweet pea. But, but the but <laughs> the point is, is that we have to we have to actually get to the place where truth matters. We have to get to the place where we're willing to have the tough conversations about truth and the fact that we're compromised. Our country is compromised. Every part of our government is compromised. Our local politics are compromised. And people are feeling hopeless and helpless. And if that's not true, if what I'm saying is absolutely not true, then how come people don't feel like they can do anything except for, and why, by the way, did, did FBC United go from zero to 100,000 people? I, I, mean, think, how? I, I think that, 
I think, um, you know, at an explicit level, something much less serious, it is now illegal, as we've discussed, in the UK to leave your home or leave the country. Yeah. It's illegal to travel, right? So it's £5,000 fine, $7,000, if you were to try and leave the country, which you wouldn't be able to do because no one would take you on a plane. But in the in the papers that are going to be approved in the House of Commons uh, today, Thursday, there is a specific clause that has been put into this new law that says mm -hmm. if you are a second homeowner, you are allowed to travel for the sale, yeah. maintenance of, of your course. property. Guess what the London elite all own? Stanley all Johnson, own. Boris Johnson's father. Yeah. There is a special clause being passed in the Commons to make it law yep. that the elite can still play the plebs will be fined if they yeah. try and go anywhere. I mean, could it be more explicit at some low and, level? And that's what happens well, here. We, we, we see the same thing. Go ahead, Max. Well, I, I know this bedtime story. The British put all the taxes on us, and we went to war. We, we As you mentioned earlier, we kicked you guys oh, out, chased you out with yeah, guns. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. My, whole, my whole point is that if we truly believe the justice system is dead, that there is no such thing as innocent until proven guilty, that you are guilty, 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 then, yeah, it might be time for some of these. If that's what we're saying, like it, we can't talk and say that the justice system is gone and, and then it not be revolution time. We fought a revolution over tax on. But what do you think people are doing, Max? What do you think people are doing with their purchasing of weapons? It's prepping. Well, I know. Yeah, the reason there prepping, are more arguments, you know, stashed in yeah. this country, your country, great country than there's ever been in the history of <laughs> mankind is that. People are prepping in every sense. And I don't mean in the weird prep. Yeah, I've got 15 pot noodles in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking prepping for when this fight yes. comes. It's why we are pulling back to red states. Yeah. It's why there's talk of succession. Because in South African parlance, having spent time there with white farmers, they are pulling back to defendable space because one day very soon, the 3% white minority that is left are going to have another blood river. And that is coming yeah. to the states as well. My whole point is, though, lots of people are, are saying, well, it's time to hide your guns. Joe Biden's coming for the guns. If it's oh, time to mm -hmm. hide your guns, then it's time to use your guns, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, it's time to hide them. It's time to use them. If, if you're genuinely um, fear in fear that your rights are gone, then, then it's well, time no, it's to strategic, fight for the Yeah, it's strategic. Yeah, yeah, They're I, saying I, I hide your key. With you, yeah. you hand, like in New Zealand, you hand over the shit ones that, oh, it's just swore, sorry, sorry. But you hand it's over okay. the not so great ones that don't work anymore and you keep the ones yeah, that yeah. you need to use to defend your family. Kiwis know how to play this game. It's strategic strategy. It's yeah. kind of a tactical thing, Max. You're not getting well, it. Uh, what, what I hear is I hear people straddling the fence. They're, they're saying that, that, you're the one that still believes justice, in the justice well, system, no, sweetie. Uh, they're saying their justice system is gone, but they're going about their lives as if it's pretty much normal, right? If if the justice system is that gone, then then we should all be acting like it. It's coming. Right? Well, it's, it, coming. it's coming, but you, you look at what happened in the 1990s. You look at the Waco siege. They killed, what, 80, 80, 90 people of the Branch Davidians? One guy got so pissed off about it, he blew mm -hmm. up a building in Oklahoma City. His name was mm -hmm. Timothy McVeigh. Right. So he saw what's happening. He said, if we live in a world where the FBI can just burn you to death in your home, I don't want to live in that world. Part of his very broad grievances, he went and he blew up a, a, a building. Right. All right. So, so yeah, we, right, we have right, to sorry. find the, 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 what we're going to do. Right. If, if we're going to say, well, the justice system is gone, then we should have been having a revolution. A question, but I think Joe takes priority. No, go, go ahead. So my question is, uh, I guess it's Texas based. 
what is the so this idea of state, states pulling back from the United States of America and becoming independent states as a foreigner I, I get a heart for it I feel it but is it real could it happen I mean uh, what is the deal you well you have a convention of states it could could happen but, but the, the, the likelihood of it happening is two percent one percent it's not it's not a realistic expectation okay, of what to do Thank you. I love it for ha- to happen, but it can't happen. Um, it, it could happen through bloodshed. You have to fight a war. Right okay. now, the precedent is you cannot you cannot secede because the North won the Civil War and declares that you can't. You were going to say right? something. Joe, to yeah, well, Texas can. Texas is the exception. But look, we, we are headed down a path right now where the people are recognizing that there's no common sense happening in our society. And yet the people are still walking as if this is all common sense and all oh, you should believe in this. And 20% of our society are LGBTQ. And that's not true. It's less than a, it's less than 2% or 3% collectively. And on the, 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 the trans side, it's less than a quarter of a half of a 1%. Yet people walk around feeling because that's all they see is that the same as commercials. You see commercials and they're all minorities and you'd think that the whole country is minority and it's all virtue signaling that's happening. I think how we got onto this though is we're talking about truth and we're talking about reality. The reality of it is our justice system is compromised. Mm, The Brandon Strack example. Mm -hmm. And so Brandon has to figure out are you, you got into this fight knowing what the outcome was going to be and now you're in the fight and now you're changing you're changing the goalpost for yourself on what you're willing to risk right so he got into it he risked he he thought ideologically i live in the united states i have a first amendment it's first for a reason and yet he's being attacked for the first amendment he has to decide is this the hill to die on and i would say 150,000% it is the hill to die on Right. I mean, l- last year I was entrepreneur, Erson Young, entrepreneur of the year finalist. They came to me and said, look, you will win this if you just stop the politics, just stop back <laughs> off from it. And I go and, and everyone knows me, knows that that's the pinnacle. You run a tech company, you build on a cocktail napkin, you grow it to something really great. It's great technology. And then they come to you and say, if you stop, we'll let you win. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm sorry, this isn't my path, God's path. I'm a firm believer that God is at the wheel. And so as a result, I find myself following that. And I'm like, look, I guess I'm not going to win. And it was heartbreaking to sit in that meeting or have this party knowing I wasn't going to win. I already knew I wasn't going to win. But sitting in that meeting and watching the people win who, you know, that that don't have a, a backbone, don't have a constitution, I decided long ago, I know what my path is. You say that, you know, when you know that they're trying to come for you, they're hunting for you. There's a sinking that happens in your stomach that they're they're gonna actually try and kill me. Right? This is a reality. Am I okay with it? I'd say to myself, I am. Mm, eventually. I am. It takes a I little am. you have to sort of work through that. And then I think the other thing is we can feel that very individually, like alone. Mm-hmm. But then it is a little bit like starting. I used to be 800 meter runner. And um it is a little bit like starting up on the start line is that you, so you, you're looking down that line saying, okay, when they come for me, it'll come and I'm, you know, I'm still going to run for the line. But then actually when you do take a moment to, you know, put your little head up and look left and right, you find out that there are others on the start line with you, you know, so you're here doing this. And then you have Pastor Tim in California who has opened the doors of his church throughout this lockdown and said, you know, I'll show you how to open the church. You take the key, you go to your front door and you, you open it. your doors. Yeah. And they've yeah. come for him. They've come for his wife. Um, you know, the, we know the story. And then so he's in that lane. And then there's Brandon in his lane, depending on his choices. And then and then suddenly you realize 
we are all on, we are, there is a line of us. Yes. And it's a good line to and be on. And it's a big line. <laughs> it's a really good line yeah. too. And, but, but, and another thing that I find us is that we don't know how to stand together. You know, one That's person's right. more conservative. Right. This person's got, you know, he's, this I want more rude. followers. I get, I need more. Yeah. This one's a bit rude or not rude or maybe She's not. A bit sweary. Yeah. But not brave <laughs> enough, too brave. So they find themselves. That's so true. Going through this process. And you can't ever get to the end of it because you can't get people to stand together because that's, there's so much, there's no humility. So on the money. Right. And so I, I spent an entire, I, I, I literally have spent all of this time calling people who are influencers and I'm like, Hey, you, you want to, you never called me. I didn't actually, someone actually did. <laughs> someone in our organization did. This is, you someone, did. this is true. You didn't. I didn't because I didn't have your number. Oh, would you but say? I assume I'll have your number by the end of this. Oh, show. bet. You bet. <laughs> have more than my number. But, <laughs> but the, <laughs> My 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 point is is that if we could stand together, I, this I, is the, this I, is such the truth. I, I tell everyone if I'm a great soldier, I'm a great leader, but I'm also a great soldier. I know when to submit, and if we could get to the point where we knew how to submit, I constantly am. I'm always talking about other people and saying, "Hey, look, go follow this person. Go follow this person." And they're like, "Joe, don't stop telling them to go follow that person." I'm like, "Why?" Well, because then they're not following you. For your and I clicks. go, "Are yeah. you serious? I don't care." This is this, this is the, what's not being heard enough yeah. in my yeah. book. That this 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 desperation to own your lane, to be the only ego in it, and unwillingness to back yeah. our own side and say, "Mike Lindell's a great guy. Brandon's a great guy. You're doing great things. You're working really hard." At, you know, this. If we could hold that line with a sort of steel rod between us, we'd be We'd be invincible for sure. Yeah. But it's the egos of the side that it's hard, right? That's hard. Ugh. Yeah. But we can do it. And that's what I've been pushing towards. And I'm actually doing it right now on the technology side. So they're coming to me saying, hey, we're going to build this alternate technology path. And so we're, we've been doing this thing to, to launch a crowdfunding $10 million, five from, from people that actually have um, sophisticated investors and on letting our listeners actually invest in this. And so we're almost to the end where we got that done. And this company came to me and said, Hey, Joe, we're doing this. And it's identical to what you're doing. And then Trump says, I'm going to do a SPAC. And, and then, uh, Lindell says, I'm going to do this deal. And I'm the one in the middle going, are you guys stupid? You're spending four or five times as much money. Can I get you all to come yeah. together? Replicating and, the same thing. And I don't, that my problem is, is that every time I have a conversation with someone, they go, damn, Joe, look, yeah, you're right, Joe, but I can't get them to talk to me. So then I call up the other team and I'm like, listen, can you guys talk? And they're like, yeah. So I'm slowly That's pulling so these key. things together, right? And so it breaks my heart as a, you know, sort of initial Twitter person and then, you know, parlay and then gab and, and then seeing that then there was going to be Trumper and then there's going to be Mike Lindell with his pillow fluffer or whatever he's going to call his site. <laughs> and there, there's nothing more. There's, that's heartbreaking to me. That's like, you know, RNC versus GOP versus Tea Party yeah, yeah. versus uh, when we splinter, we right. just weaken ourselves incredibly. This platform, well, whatever it is you're going to create, yeah. I'm thrilled. The unpopular yeah. opinion is that the reason that a lot of it splintered, like the reason that the GOP forces Republicans to use their fundraising platform, you can't use anyone else, right? The reason there's that kind of uh, split is because they don't actually all agree on the same stuff. Like, I, I guarantee you, you put conservatives in the same room as GOP officials, and there won't be a lot of agreement there. So yeah, we're, we're under the same tent and that we're voting for Republicans because it's the lesser of two evils or it's the only way to have a quasi-conservative in there. 
when you start looking at a lot of the breakdowns, yeah, sure, when you're looking at Trump and Mike Lindell, there's probably more that they agree on than they disagree on. But there are a lot of, of these splits that are along ideolo ideological mm, I think agreement is decisions. so overrated, you know, and I, I believe that I we agree. have to go back to broad church. In my life, or people that follow me on Instagram or whatever, you know, my I always emphasize, I don't want agreement. That isn't what I seek. I seek a broad church where we can have conversations. Agreement should never have been the precursor to debate, but it became that way. And that was jolly unfortunate. We need to go back to being the broad church where we can disagree, but we are united by our values. And when you go right. back to being united by values, suddenly the Mexican migrant who wants to work hard, loves their family, loves their grandma, is in your church. Right. It is our yeah. mistake to imagine that you need to agree agree and and even more than not agreeing accepting people where they are not where you want them to be right so that, and if you can actually have that that's my motto by the way i tell everybody uh, you know i accept them where they are not where i want them to be and i can have conversations i even have conversations with antifa people and, and they walk away going man joe you're different than i thought you would be i go yeah because you thought that we disagreed on most things the fundamentals of what you want as far as opportunity happiness the, the ability to feel like the you best can for yourself right trying hard right. waking up feeling all right about yourself this is the value stuff and and, and they it's, and it's they agree to say, though easier to say though like it, you you tell if you tell me that we're going to work with the chamber of commerce and that we have more in common than we don't and that it's a good idea to work no. with the chamber of commerce well well they're one of the big money money bag holders in the republican party you work with the Chamber of Commerce, they're pushing for H-1B visa changes. And right now in the United States, two in every three tech jobs are going to a foreign immigrant. Mm. And when, when we have all these people unemployed who aren't allowed to work, now they're allowed to work, they can't get the jobs that would actually pay their family because the people in power are opening up our borders and bringing mm. foreigners in. But if you, look at it, so, if you go grassroots, Max, think about 2.2 million signatures in California. It's a big deal. Do you think if we put those 2.2 million people in a room, would they agree on things? No. No. But look what no. happened. When they, you were able to pull it back. It hasn't completely happened yet. They I know he to, can still claw still back, wind, right? No, and it, right, and also he gets thirty days. I love this idea. He gets thirty days for something you guys call the clawback, where he can ring everybody that signed the petition yeah. and ask them to change their mind. Can you imagine yeah. doing those yeah. calls? Hi, it's Gavin yeah. from the French Laundry. Yeah, I would like to change your mind. Can you change your mind, please? Can I? And they can lie <laughs> about that too. By the way, they can lie about that. Oh yes. So there's the other part that, and that there's no transparency on who's on the list after that. No. So once you get to a certain point where you get people to claw no. back, then they can actually, it, it actually becomes, there's no cure period. So they can lie. And, th and they lied in all of the, uh, I can't talk about election integrity, but I'll, I'll tell you, they lie a lot, right? The, the left are liars. Yeah. They, 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 they lie about everything and we let them do it. My first husband what, was what a I'm liar. Saying is, go ahead, go ahead. But he wasn't he was. a leftist. So I'd say there's liars on lots of sides. I'm there is that 100%. No, you're, you're absolutely right. There are like, I, I don't want to be, we are, but I don't want to be under the same tent as a Lisa Murkowski, as a Susan Collins. I don't want to be under the same oh. tent as Republicans who believe, for example, that Those Planned Parenthood should have, ta should have tax funding, right? Or, are or they, tax st are funding. they still in our church though? Are they, are they about to go well, out the door? Well, do we want to be them to be in our church? Do we, that's something we have to decide mm -hmm. because it's easy to say that we accept people where they are and everyone's different. Mm -hmm. But when some people actually hold beliefs that it's okay to kill a baby before 12 weeks or 20 weeks, 
and it's not a real human. And they're in the Republican Party. They're pro-life Republicans or pro-choice Republicans. I don't know if I want them in my tent, right? Okay. I'd rather win the fight without them than lose and have them at, see at the table, right? So, well, so th well, there's lots of complicated parts to this. It's a lot easier to say in theory. Yeah, true. But if you poll Republicans, 50% believe in an assault weapon ban. I don't want them at the table. Wait, I know, uh, you know the polls hold are on. rigged, but I don't want them at the yeah, table. They, they are they are very rigged, right? So they, they know more about that information. I know data, right? But let's back up for a minute on what you just said. Those people, the GOP is dead to me. They're trash, right? I'm sorry. People like uh, Lauren Boebert, she is not. She is a firm fighter for the people. She comes Love back that. to the community. She's always back in the community asking them, what do you need? Right? That should be what service looks like. So when we talk about putting people together, I'm talking about influencers. I'm talking about Rogan O'Hadley and and Bryson Gray and uh, uh, Fagiato Blow and people that are just weird out, not weird, but different spectrums of conservatism and or being an American. I think those people have more in common than the GOP. The Agreed. GOP is is basically a muzzle. Um, actually, I don't, and I, I don't think the word weird is wrong. My daughter would self-describe at 16 herself as weird. And she says, all the best people are weird. Right. And I think that's yeah. actually very true. Yeah, I agree with you. We, met, we mentioned, yeah. though, that the Democrat, the Democrat voting bloc is so fractured that they've taken a bunch of people who really don't have anything in common. They're all asking for something for them, me, me, me. And they're hoping that they get it. And one day they'll wake up and realize that they're actually all competing for the same stuff. And that no, they can't all win, right? It, mm. it, everyone can't be a winner in that. I think when you bring the Republicans together, the conservatives together, the right together, I think you're going to realize that we aren't as fractured, but there mm. are fractures there that that are that are intolerable, right? Yeah. I mean, so w once you finally get them together, just look at what they did to Trump. Trump was the they didn't want Trump, even when he won, they didn't want him. Right. So we have a lot to work on. The whole idea that we're just going to come together and it's just going to be. Happy. I think these are two different things. You're speaking from a hierarchy point of view. So you're yeah. speaking specifically with the leadership, which I think is absolutely Bob on, uh, which is British for accurate. And I think <laughs> Bob on, I'm stealing Bob it. on. Yeah. If it's Bob <laughs> on, it's, it's, it's on the money because um, we used to have Bob's. Anyway, uh, I think at grassroots, we are much more unified, broad church, not necessarily agreeing, yeah. but happy to. And, and that's the sense you get with rallies or the petition is mm. that the leadership are screwing this up. But at grassroots, we want to be a broad church based on American values. Right. And I'm I, I did. I did mention Milo and you're like, ah. Uh -uh. You know what I mean? So there is still some of that at the uh, influencer well, the authenticity level. Authenticity you know is I mean? a value yeah. for me. So. I, I wouldn't yeah, ungay myself we for can, gain. But, yeah, but we can all have, just say so you no. Know, yeah, but you would be willing to sacrifice it to, to sit in the room and actually come to us. Oh, my of, gosh. Right? I love I mean, him. It, People used to call me Milo's yeah. mum when I had short hair. <laughs> it's quite rude. <laughs> Don't laugh too much. Wasn't that funny? Yeah, it was, kind of, it was kind of a... So I used to be introduced, like at Freedom Weekend, I used to be introduced as Milo's mum because I had short, highlighted blonde hair. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that we all could get together. I think that if we if we start putting barriers in front of us and things that we can't overcome, we'll never get to a place where we can't overcome them. And the more uh, people we can get together in one room and say, listen, we have a unified message, the better we're going to be as a society because then we will stand together. And then, by the way, we, we have to have a certain amount of loyalty to each other regardless. Like I might disagree with someone, but I have to have loyalty to them. Outside because, the front door. Right, outside. Once that door is open. Yeah. 
Nobody gets to see the laundry. Uh, totally, no one, totally right? agree. And so we can't be attacking each other. We can't be, and this is not utopian. This can happen. We have to set up a set of rules. And by the way, this was totally the left. Totally agree. And we're strong. So we can get back in the back room, get bloody if you want, or we can, we can make sure that when we open that door, they go, so what do you think of Milo? I'm like, I love the guy. Totally right? agree with you. Like, hey, but I, do, I dis- do I disagree with him? Sure I do. But I'm not going to give you any fodder. I'm not going to allow you to have any ammunition to separate us and divide us because we will not be divided. We, we have the same principal ideas on what the future looks like. I think that's really Period. smart. And I think the work you're doing, whatever's going on, to try and bring together and cease this kind of Mike Lindell, Trump, Parler, whatever those social media platforms or the platform tech platform will be, uh, is a brilliant, brilliant thing. And we need these people like you working hard to call everybody out on this as well and make sure we do keep our nonsense indoors. You know, how many times do we read articles on the sorts of sites we might visit criticizing one of our own for something they said about this or they misspoke on that or Michelle Malkin said this about this? We We take down our own in a horrific fashion. I think yeah. that's, that's true. But when, when you look at things like immigration, the Republican Party wants open borders. When you th- think, talk about gun control, Republican Party likes red flag laws, right? You go down the list and the Republican Party, conservatives, even just conservatives, they're they, not conservatives. They support, well, we can say that, but they would say they are conservatives. That right there is a schism, right? Because you put a button it, on that says Republican or says GOP or says RNC or says that you're a conservative, your values don't align with that. That badge means nothing to me. And that's what we have. So we have we're not infected. A big we, we, what, sorry? So we're not a big 10. If, if we're all walking around and judging whether the, the button is legitimate, then then we, we're not ready to Matt, build a big 10. Yeah, we are. And we're going to have a big tent, mm. but it's not going to include the GOP leadership. Yeah. Those GOP leadership have abandoned the American people the same way the Democrats have, right? They, they are on their side. The, 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 the base GOP, and, and I'll use Colorado's example, is trash. They don't care about the American people. They are pawns in their game, right? They, they have zero. They're rhinos. They're left publicans. They're people that actually have this radical ideas. We've been infected. We can't infect the left. You know why you can't affect, infect the left? You can't infect them because we... We literally we don't think the way they do. We're not demented, but they can infect us. And they 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 started this fight thirty years ago, forty years for forty years ago. So it's not surprising that somebody that says they're GOP is like, oh yeah, don't push. Oh sorry, oh, and they let them in. Is not wasn't on the left to begin with. They've just been yeah. hiding. They're a chameleon. We can recognize those. All I'm talking about influencers, people that can actually rally people around. They can actually run for office. They can actually do something that makes a difference. I don't care about GOP. Take GOP and throw it in the trash mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, right? The only way to get rid of the GOP in its current form is to reinfect it with positive yeah, people I, that I, actually stand up I, for the values I, of Earth. I think we're talking past each other again. My whole point is if you meet someone halfway and you do it four times in a row, the person you just met halfway, you multiply half by itself four times, that other person gets 93% of what they want. Right. So there's only so many times you can meet someone halfway before you look back at what you just gave up and they got everything. So it, got we've it. been doing yeah. that for decades. We've Agreed. been doing that I for think decades. this is a, a different way of seeing it, isn't it? Which is that this will be a broad church, but is a broad church that is kind of ousting what used to be considered as leadership and is full of the sort of vibrancy of the Boberts or, or whomever happens to be your person for me. You know, that would be some of the new intake that are a lot fiercer at Marjorie, for example, fierce fighters willing to go at the pointy end of the spear. That's the sort of 
you know, we may disagree on lots of things, but we are taking it forward on this fresh, full in, full on commitment to something that is new, that represents the American values that people believe in and can trust in, I think. Yeah. We yeah. may have got mixed metaphors going on, but either way. Well, I, I mentioned earlier that I'm not ready to take up arms. If I lived in the UK right now under what you're going through, your, your, your oh, people mate. are going through, where, where you're imprisoned for teaching your dog how to do a Nazi salute, um, Count Dankula. Guy, guy was he went to jail, didn't he, for for teaching his dog how to how to raise its arm in the air, and that yeah. was a hate speech. Mm. For the dog was hate speech. I don't want to live. I, I don't like Nazi salutes. I don't forget it. But if we live in a world where the government can throw you in prison because your dog lifted its arm a little bit too high, that at that point, I'm where's the guns? Let, let's go for it. Which mm. is why I, I, I'm I'm saddened that the British are are seem to be taking it. Being and paid, I know you you believe it, yeah. Being paid to take it. Because and, they're hungry, yeah. Max, and they get paid a little bit, and they, they're not For, as hungry. So they're like, oh, I, I have to take Protect today. This. Protect today, That's take it. the money, yeah. clap at the sky. I think we will be the case study of how you collapse a country. And, and I actually think that people are going to wake up, the people that are generationally uh, in the UK, they're going to wake up and, and it's going to be, the problem is, is that the people that have guns in your country are all jihadis that, that snuck them in, <laughs> right? They are. I mean, that, that, that's yeah. the truth. And look, uh, I speak quite a bit of Arabic. I spent a lot of time in the Middle East and Africa. And, uh, so I, I, I don't have any ill will towards Muslims. Matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. Um, I believe that most Muslims are good, but I believe that they've propped up factions that are destroying and indoctrinating even Muslims to become more radicalized. And that's going to end up destroying society as we know. I it. think that's right. But I also believe that, you know, diversity has in my country has come to mean anybody not white. Right. So white people need to be involved in diversity too. Right. 100%. And the trouble for us is that we're now, I'm a white minority in my own capital city of London. I'm a white minority in Leicester, Birmingham, Bradford. Um, I could list all the Newcastle, all the cities where I'm yeah. a minority in my own land. So that the fact that the collapse of my country will happen, there's the minority of people that are needed to fight back are an increasingly a minority and power will sit in the hands of Muslims and the left. Yeah. And, and that's, that's when the, that's when the world becomes Afghanistan. That's when Al Qaeda actually wins. And that, by the way, has been their plan for 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Right. And, and frankly, it's a, it's a scary proposition for my kids. It's a scary proposition for generations I'll never know, which is why I sit on this side of saying, I'm willing to sacrifice everything I have, including my life in order to fight for something that I think that if I can become a catalyst and others can become a catalyst next to me and they can, we can show them the, how big we really are, then, Hey, blood will be spilled, but a lot less blood because they're going to recognize that the majority stands with that, with that, uh, uh ideology. So. so we're, we're past the two hours. We, we blew through right. one hour. We're past two hours. We were originally going, I was here for an hour. going to talk no, what happened to my life? on the air for yeah, oh, we're, 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 my life. <laughs> I'm never going to get so this hour we, back. We were originally going to talk about Joe Biden's press conference. It isn't that great. <laughs> it wasn't great enough to talk about. Um, I did send a cut to Evan, our producer. I don't know if he got it because he's probably yes, because we heard some of the, the audio screen. earlier. Um, it, it, it's a bubbling mess. Joe Biden said he was he went to the Senate 120 years ago, so it, it kind of went as oh. you expected it would. Poor man. I, I mean, I I feel for him because wh the people who are putting him up to this, it's elder abuse at that point. 
Um, so <laughs> not a whole lot to write home about with the press conference, but it was a great two hours, Katie. Um, it, it was it was great to have you on. Thank um, you. That sharp British wit uh, at times directed at me, according to the comment <laughs> section, a, li- a little bit unfairly. I'm being serious. None of it was a joke. I'm still hurting from fun. the fact that I wasn't considered an influencer by Joe. That's so, not true. Yeah. That's not true. We actually reached. Oh, my gosh. I'll make it up to you. <laughs> but here's the other uh, side. We need to stop really quick and talk about uh, MyPillow. So this show is brought to you by MyPillow. Can you go ahead and put it up? If you have CD21. Can you put up the deal? Max, can you stop making me laugh? Because it's not yeah. helping with being serious. <laughs> that was looking the smoothest right segue into an ad I've ever heard. Yeah, so we, we need to uh, uh, give it up for, for Mike Lindell. He's doing an amazing job. Anything we can do to support him, but the, the promo code is CD21. Um, it's CD21, the letter C, the letter D, 21. If, Charlie if Delta 21. Yes. If you have yes. military experience, Joe. Yeah, or <laughs> like me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. so if you actually use that, you can save up to 66% on his website. Uh, please use it. Please support him. The products are amazing. Uh, Mike is amazing. He's a fierce warrior, and he's doing a lot of things. I just had a thought. What? If we go to prison, we should get Mike Lindell to do our mattress toppers. I think that's a great idea. You could actually get that. Yes, and one for Brandon Strack. He's not going to do it, but he does need to learn to stand up. Yeah, but we could still get back to the pillows. Yeah, back to the pillows. And and if you're going to be political prisoners, maybe he can make you some striped pajamas. Come on. I want mine flannel. I want flannel Mm. pajamas. I want mine without bottoms. <laughs> Bottomless. Oh and that's gosh. a complete circle back. Uh, circle back. To Let's what we circle were talking back. about beginning before we got on the air. Well, well thank, <laughs> thank you, thank boys, you, for Katie, having me. So much. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> do you want do you want to plug your your social media where people can find you? No. Um. Yeah, no. Bu- no books to sell. No. No. But no, I mean, but, I'm authentic <laughs> in for the fight, babe. But in but in Colorado. Katie will be speaking at multiple places. You go to fecunited.com and we have all of the, where she's going to be speaking over the next couple of weeks. She'll be here for a couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah. You're going and to take me for a drink. Absolutely. Let's do that. And, but you'll be able to, to uh, attend one of these events and do things to uh, support Katie in this fight. So I do want to thank you for being in thank the fight. Thank you. Thanks boys for having me on. And if you like this discussion, make sure you hit that share button on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up, comment, YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Make sure you comment. Comment's the biggest thing you can do to help us bust through the algorithm. And if you haven't already uh, subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell for notifications. And on DLive, make sure you hit that follow button. We will accept the lemons, the digital currency. If you have lemons to give, we will accept them. Appreciate all the lemons today. Um, And DLive hopefully will be getting to be um, the upper tier where we can take subscribers as well. Make sure that you download the audio version of the podcast that's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. All great places. If you have an iPhone, MacBook, iPad, any Apple device, make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Very, very important. We go live 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Saturday on all of those channels. So make sure you tune in for the live broadcast as well. Thank you again, Katie, for a fantastic show. Again, my name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Altman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.